0: Hey guys, my name's Echo Kellum, I play Curtis Hall, a.k.a. Mr. Terrific, on CW Arrow, and you're listening to Neil Before Pod.
1: Neil Before Blog presents... Neil Before Pod.
2: My name is Craig McKenzie. After a lifetime of being a nerd, I have come to you with only one goal, to talk utter nonsense. But to do that, I can't sit and talk to myself. I must enlist someone else, and do... Something else hello, and welcome to another multiversal installment of Neil before Pod. I'm your host Craig McKenzie, and we're here to deliver a belated whistle stop roundup of the first episodes of the returning TV shows here with me, happy new TV season, Chris Happy new TV season Craig <laughs> yeah, what's TV Santa left under the tree? <laughs> uh, uh, I think it's the equivalent of clothes yay <laughs> socks and coal my favorite <laughs> oh thank you tv santa uh, this is not the christmas episode it is the oh, e- all right e- enough. <laughs> yeah uh, it is the dc tv one because you know we don't talk about that enough and there's too many other shows for us to talk about in one podcast so we're here to talk about flash arrow not in this order supergirl and legends of tomorrow Yay! We all came back last week. By the time you listen to this, probably all four of the second episodes will have aired, and it will mean nothing. But here we like to mean nothing, so it's all good. I like to mean nothing anyway. It's just, yeah. Oh, meaning, the meaninglessness, meaninglessness of existence. That's what I want. You mean something to someone, Craig. Yes. Not me, but, you know, I'm sure <laughs> someone. Yeah, plus... I want to get this recorded before the red sun destroys the planets. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm just really upset for Supergirl because she can't use her powers now. Oh, because of a red sun.
1: It's all right. It's sort of Saharan dirt and the remains of forest fires, apparently. So there we go. Yes. At the time of recording this, we're about I think, to.
2: I think it's Lex Luthor's weather machine. That's yeah.
1: That's what we're about to survive over in the UK. I know it's a lot worse elsewhere, but, you know, we're we're having slightly strong winds over here at the moment, which for us is the next cataclysmic event.
0: (laughs)
2: Yeah. What next? Our lives are so horrible.
0: I know.
2: Yeah. So, yes, DC TV shows have come back. Uh, There's a bunch of other shows we're watching as well, but we're not here to talk about them. We'll maybe hit up kind of hiatus-ish podcasts for other stuff. But there's just no damn time. No time for There's anything. There's
1: too much TV. There's too much
2: sci-fi TV. Too much TV, and I do too much writing, and yeah, it's whatever, but um, I reckon we should head into the spoiler force, spoiler zone, whatever, whatever we're going to call it this time, the spoiler okay. point, the spoiler island, whichever. I don't know, we're talking
1: about O4, it's all of those things. It's all of those things, and uh, heads up, people that are fans of each of the individual shows, we will be jumping into each. So if you have not watched any of them, or you've only watched one of them, beware of spoilers for other stuff.
2: However, if you read the show notes, the almost precise time index will be there. You oh, sound quote, like you, self,
1: you self-edited you self yourself live there. I know it sounds like Craig cut out lots of swear words there telling you to <laughs> read the show notes. Um, <laughs> 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 but, but he did that live.
2: Yes. But also read the reviews, because they're, they're reviews and read them.
1: Yeah. Are they spoiler-free reviews? No. Oh, right, okay.
2: No, they're deeply analytical and sometimes a bit ranty. Just depends. Depends what show I'm talking about. Right, so... Spoiler time. Very well, Captain. Right, we're now free to talk about stuff. Yay! No one dies.
1: Ever, in anything, (laughs) it
0: appears. (laughs) No,
2: nobody dies. That's not a spoiler.
1: I've got got Uh, to be open and honest and upfront right now. I hate the first episode's of pretty much every season of everything after it comes back from season two above, right? I, I will put that out here right now. There are very few programs that pull off a return because normally they have set up some unconquerable massive mountain and they are up to merely pull the pin out the bottom of it and deflate it like the world's worst balloon animal getting deflated by a knitting needle. It is one of those where they will build up the odds and go, oh, my God, how are they going to survive? Well, we will tell you in 10 seconds after the season opens and disappoint you massively. So I will, I will put it out there right now. I am not a fan of first episodes. It doesn't mean that I am going to hate entire seasons or something, but generally the first episodes are always disappointing. I will open with that now, <laughs> above
2: board. <laughs> so Chris is going to be negative. Great. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to try and be positive. It's hard sometimes, but I will try. Uh, also, in general terms, these four shows, I would say that the first episodes of these seasons were, well, they're not unique, but they're interesting for these shows in the sense that they act more like epilogues of the previous season than the start of a new season. So, you know, Supergirl is about stuff that happened last season and The Flash is hopefully getting rid of something that happened last season, etc. But, um, you know, like last season Supergirl was a very confident and exciting debut. You know, you had Superman there, you had a change of direction for the character that proved to be rubbish. Uh, and so, you know, it wasn't that bad. But, um... Yeah, last season's Supergirl premiere was excellent, but, um, yeah, first episodes back are always difficult because they have to, you know, they have to lay the groundwork for what you're about to watch for the next 23,000 years, um, as well as kind of wrap up stuff from the previous season if that's how they chose to end. So it can be difficult. At least there's no flashpoint this year, though. Yay! Maybe. Oh. <laughs> Who knows? But anyway, uh, we're here to talk about them individually, so we'll talk about them individually. Um, I have an idea to, if we try and recap the episodes in 60 seconds or less. Okay. Uh, So whoever does the reading times the other guy, and we'll see how we get on.
1: Whoever does the reading times the other guy. So you mean whoever doesn't read times the person who is reading? Yes. Yes. Right. Okay. No problem. I have got my sixty-second timer standing by. I don't have any showbiz music for you. Is that getting added in the background? No. Like countdown esque music? No. It
2: is. Who knows?
1: I can, I can send you some production for that. I'm sure I've got a sixty-second random royalty-free quiz show music somewhere for you.
2: Well, um, if you're listening back to this, then you're already you already know what we've got. You,
1: so. You'll know whether Craig liked my novelty sixty-second <laughs> backing music or not.
2: Yes. Uh, I opened the calculator. That's not gonna help me. No. Nope.
1: I find <laughs> I find if you type the word timer into Google, it gives you a timer. So feel free to use that advice everyone.
2: Ah. I was just gonna use my phone, but here we go. This is actually anti this is anti chat. It really is. Anti chat. Yeah, just anti chat. Right.
1: You're listening to Neil Before Pods Behind the Curtain, where we let you know about the production work that goes in behind the scenes. No one's interested. No one at all.
2: Yeah, I'm just going to use my phone. Uh, that'll be fine. All right, fair enough. Okay, so we shall start with The Girl of Steel, which is the first episode of Supergirl. Uh, that is not me starting the time. All right, okay, let me know uh, when you
1: want to start then.
2: I, I just knew that was one of her nicknames, and then I realised that's also the name of the episode. Like, oh, all right. barreled. Anyway, so you may begin. Tell me when you've started timing.
1: All right, on your marks, get set,
2: Go. Monel is gone, and Kara is very upset about it. Really, really upset. And she does nothing but complain. She's thrown herself into being Supergirl, uh, abandoning the Kara Danvers identity. She quits her job. She's pushing everyone away. She's rude to her sister. Meanwhile, Alex and Maggie are preparing their wedding, and for some reason they disagree on it. I don't really care why, but they disagree. Uh, meanwhile, other stuff is happening, such as Lena is fighting with a guy called Morgan Edge, who is planning to nuke the city for some reason, so he can build some high-rises. This culminates in him stealing a cloaking device for a Daxmite ship, and equipping it on a submarine, which Supergirl fights and saves the day, and then decides, I'll hang around my friends for a while before I go back to being miserable. Boom. 12
1: seconds remaining. Oh, wow.
2: I
0: win. 12
1: seconds, mate. (laughs) <laughs> you you win, yeah. Well done.
2: Uh do you think I've missed anything significant?
1: Um off the top of my head, no. Um because it was such a memorable episode, of course. I've got everything <laughs> noted down in vast detail. I mean the pages and pages of notes I took <laughs> through my tears of depression uh while watching this episode. <laughs> um are, you know, I I mean I did it in pencil and it's all smudged all over the page, uh, through the tears. Um yes. but yeah. You know, i don't think you missed anything really cool okay which is pretty much my review of the episode you didn't miss anything really you can pick (laughs) up next week um (laughs) nothing to see here folks
2: yeah uh, i think i forgot to mention the introduction of odette annabelle who discovers that she can lift Uh, but that's it.
1: like um, i say nothing to see here
2: (laughs) absolutely nothing uh, so, we know what you thought of the episode then. Uh, shall we just move on to the next show? No. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Wrap it up. <laughs> Wrap it up, either. Like no, there were some odd bits and pieces that were quite good. I do like that they tried to show a bit of depression and trying to get over it. I just didn't like the way that it appeared that the character had become because it was one of the shows that was kind of hopeful, forward looking, a bit brighter. Uh, look what you can do when you have friends. kind of similar in the way they did to Flash, where they made Flash all depressing and everything. I'm glad that by the end of this episode, it seems like the beginning of this episode is going to be forgotten and everyone is going to be high-fiving again, um, which is good. Um, So we've got over the depressing episode, and now we can move on.
2: All these shows have kind of the same problem when it comes to dealing with emotional turmoil. Everyone just behaves as if the world is completely ending. It's sort of the thirteen-year-old approach, you know. Where so in in this case, Kara is completely incapable of behaving like an adult when it comes to you know dealing with loss. She doesn't realise that she still has a life to lead, and she's lucky that you know her boss happens to know her secret and be very lenient when it comes to her apparently not doing anything. Um, well, James is her boss, who's Guardian is still important to him. Remember, that's what he said. But um, yeah, it's just constant streams of her saying, "I'm really upset," and I actually quite like the idea of because when most people feel like they want to escape the banality of their normal life, Cara can actually do that. Um, but I didn't quite buy her character arc because she doesn't seem to have one. It's just she's she's upset and then decides to hang around with her friends at the end. Um... And yes. Yeah, and and this is the show, you know. That's it's normally quite lighthearted. There's a bit of the emotional heft here and there, but it's the one where it's, you know, she's fun. She's very upbeat. She, you know, and I mean, you can't have an episode of Supergirl where Kara doesn't smile once. And what's all that about?
1: Yeah, I mean, the strange thing to me, I'd I'd almost appreciate it more if they either decided to deal with grief for a longer period, or they don't bother showing it at all because it's one of these things that when you're watching you're like well I know this is only going to last an episode and then they're going to be over and done with, it just makes the character really depressing for a thing, not that you want to see her being oh I'm completely over that, hints at would be fine but doing the whole I'm going to completely drop everything, I'm going to quit my job, I'm not going to be this anymore, I'm not going to do that anymore, I'm just going to, you know, I'm just going to go around beat people up and fly away, That's that's my thing now I'm not yeah. even going to smile for kids anymore because the kids don't deserve it. <laughs> it's,
0: like,
1: it's like, oh my God. It's like, what the hell?
2: Yeah. Or why not just put a brave face on it? That might be quite interesting. You know, the the concern could go the other way. Uh, everyone's really concerned that she's not emoting at about Monel's leaving at all. You know, she's she seems normal and clearly she's just dying inside. And th- that'd be quite an interesting way because then you'd almost have like this uber hyper... Uh, Uber and Hyper are like the same word. Uh, You would have this kind of, you know, overly optimistic version of Kara, who's like, and you see the cracks appear. I think that would be more interesting performance point. Although, Melissa was great. Uh, She was great in the episode and I think her performance largely saved some of it. Like, it made it more watchable than it otherwise would be. Because otherwise I just wanted to tell her to shut up. (laughs) Quite honestly. I mean, maybe I'm just heartless, but yeah, shut up. (laughs) And the Alex Maggie manufactured drama, where it's like, I want a big wedding, but only if my dad is here.
1: Yeah, I, right? I didn't, I, I seem <laughs> to miss, I mean, I don't know if it was just the attention that I was paying, but I seem to miss the actual argument in the first place.
2: There wasn't one. I, I, didn't,
1: was... <laughs> I didn't see one. All All I saw was the little bit where they're on the radios and they're going, let's not discuss this here or whatever. And then the next thing I know, apparently, there's been a big fight about about the wedding. And I'm like, whoa, okay, there was a big fight. I'd be more interested in the fight than seeing the the resolution, to be honest, because it was like there was no payoff because you didn't see the actual fight.
2: Yeah, although the scene where Alex asked Jean to give her away was quite nice.
1: Oh, I, I thought that was very nice. And it was funny in the way that they did it, you know, don't you cry, I'll cry...
2: People can't know that we cry. People can't know we can <laughs> cry.
1: Yeah, I thought that was really funny. I I, I, yeah. I did like that. Um, and we also found out from this episode that um, uh, Quinn doesn't doesn't pay for rounds. Apparently, he's, he win. Sorry, Quinn. Yeah, he's Quinn. Win doesn't doesn't pay for a round. Might as, as well, well call
2: him Quinn. That's Quinn. Know, yeah, Quinn. Quinn.
1: Yeah, for all the he Him. Him. That guy. Uh, yeah. he, he he. Apparently, he's tight. We, we never found that out before. He's, no. now, now we know he's he's doesn't pay for rounds or anything
2: Yeah, I needed I needed to know that. I would like to know some other things about the character though. But you know, maybe baby steps.
1: He's he's one of these characters. I'm hoping he does get more this season because last season it seems like they kind of forgot what to do with him. They they put him in the DEO and he was the man in the chair on the radio kind of thing. But they seem to forget what to do with him. They just yeah. he just seemed lost and amongst everything else.
0: Yeah.
2: Um, I don't know. He's yeah. He sat there and he said something that he was worried about Cara or something. But who knows? Uh, when was barely in it. James had a quite a nice moment, and I quite like him being a bit more media focused. Maybe that means that the Guardian thing is going to step back for a bit, at least. Um, because I'd rather see him try to use the media to to promote positive change.
1: There was elements of that, but I have I have the feeling that. Sort of Lena Luther's thing is going to be more media orientated, and they'll put James back to the Guardian storyline. I, I think that's who's going the to be more of the media Not being the,
2: musica- the newspaper, of course. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> I, th- I think I think James is more metro orientated than uh, than Guardian. To be honest, know, yeah, If I yeah. was, was picking a newspaper for James.
2: Sort of onto Morgan Edge. Um, I think he made Maxwell Lord look well developed. <laughs> Yeah, I suppose so. Uh Adrian
1: pastor Pastar Pastar. Pasta, yeah. I was I was chatting to you sort of off the podcast the other day and he's appeared in so many cheesy sci fi programmes I watched recently as sort of little mini villain. He's not the main villain. He's not sort of the big bad for the season, but he'll sort of pop up in odd roles <laughs> as a devious sort of conniving businessman or uh, you know, really conniving governor. Or something along those lines. you know. It's it's weird the things he pops up in between S.H.I.E.L.D. and uh, what I've been watching recently as cheesy Is his colony. And he <laughs> pops up in that as well. And I'm like, all right, okay, and now he's in Supergirl. Brilliant.
2: He is awesome in uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Yeah. Gl- Glenn Talbot, such a good character. Uh, he also voices the animated version of Iron Man. Or an animated version of Iron, oh, Iron Man. Well, that I didn't know. Yeah. And he was in Heroes, but let's not talk about that.
1: The other, the other bit I like is that you've now got Cat Grant as like the ultimate press spokesperson for the White House, yeah, and a complete foil to reality. You've got a very competent press secretary, um, <laughs> which I, I just think is great.
2: Well, Supergirl exists in an alternate reality where there is a hidden alien president and uh, and all that stuff. So, uh, yeah, whatever. Uh, competent press secretary, why not? <laughs> uh, <laughs> plus, uh, I think uh, I think um, I keep wanting to call Petrelli Edge. Uh, is kind of a riff on Donald Trump a little bit.
1: Yeah, there's a slight element to that. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah. I suppose so. I a bit mean, more charismatic. He's, he,
2: he, he's
1: planning this. Just seems to be, I, I want my waterfront condos.
2: I don't. It's almost the same plan as Malcolm Merlin in season one of Arrow.
1: I was going to say it does. I was like, it sounds sim- similar to another plot we've seen before. Someone or Lex Luthor
2: in Superman One.
1: You know, it seems like a quicker version of Malcolm's plot, where where Malcolm wanted to sort of create earthquakes or something to sink a tectonic plate. Uh, you know, Edge just kind of went and went. I'm going to get a submarine and I am going to nuke the waterfront from underwater. Um, and you know, having a submarine isn't enough. I'm going to have a stealth
2: submarine. Yeah, but you can, you can buy nukes at your local news agent in these universities, so it's fine. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I mean,
1: what, what I like is he, he went for a submarine which is meant to be undetectable, and then made an undetectable, undetectable submarine. <laughs> I was like, would it not have been easier just having the submarine and getting on with it? Um, you know, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, that was a maybe, cool sequence, though. Maybe that's just why I'm not a Bond villain. You know, I'm too quick. I don't have enough of the finesse. Yeah, uh, that's it. Do you would just?
2: You would just kill him and then get on with it. Get on yeah. with it you
1: Granted, know. the scene of the submarine getting picked out of the water was pretty cool, so you know.
2: Yeah, it was, it was such that. a cool sequence. Um, I'm a bit confused about Supergirl's power, power set, how she gets hit by a missile and almost killed. It's a nuke, though, I suppose.
1: And, and she can't breathe underwater. However, if you can incapacitate her underwater, she'll float there for a bit and then get more air. I, that I don't understand either, but you know, fair enough.
2: Yeah, whatever. Um, It was a cool sequence. Uh, There was a couple of cool sequences in the episode, actually. Um, Yeah, it's not bad. Uh, It's not a great episode. Bit of an epilogue to the last season. Monel will be back at some point. Don't know how. Don't know where. Not sure I really care at this point. But uh, I just want them to cheer up. Don't depress me on a Tuesday morning. No. When I've just flown over to the US.
1: I know, it's a long flight just to watch those TV shows. Yeah, it it's, really is. I mean, I upgraded to premium economy, but the legroom alone doesn't make up for it. You know, it needs more.
0: Yeah.
2: Any friend to the show wants to send us review copies, then please do.
1: Yeah, it would save us all this travel. It it's would expensive. Save us,
2: Yeah. Air miles, though, collecting them.
1: Yeah. If you want to sponsor us as well for the flight costs then you know feel free D- you know put yeah. put some money in the bucket please no old pound coins only new pound coins <laughs> or or euros euros are worth more so you know yeah. we'll take them
2: um- I actually didn't mention Cat Grant in my review because nothing she did was that relevant to the overall scope of the story. But
1: no, it was just fun little bits in the background, yeah. though, to overhear our put-downs to the press.
2: Yeah, I feel, like, um, I feel like that's how they can get her throughout the season without needing to actually get her throughout the season. You know, they could have got Callista Flockhart to film a couple of days' worth of stuff, you know, that, that amounts to about ten minutes and it just gets peppered throughout the season.
1: I think what will happen is you'll end up seeing her on TV every once in a while giving uh, very good bits of advice that Kara needs at that specific moment. <laughs> I, I have the feeling that's what's going to be sort of. Uh,
2: <laughs> well, this rebuttal to some like, press you know, conference. If I was me.
1: speaking to Supergirl now, I think what I would say would be, and that's what's going to be on telly in the background at the time. I, I, I'm just sort of putting it out there. That's my simple suggestion to that one. But yeah. And then I I think by the end of this, she'll be running for office. Just saying.
2: I think she'll be the next president, yes.
1: Yeah, running for office. Once
2: once Wonder Woman gets found out as an alien. (laughs) Um, Yeah. I don't actually have any much else to say about the episode. Uh, I think basically it amounts to Cara having conversations with people and telling them how upset she is. And they each take different approaches. Maggie's like, I'm your sister. James is like, well, I'm your boss, so do some work. And... Lena's like, hey, you're my only friend and I'm really rich and everybody hates me, so uh, please hang Le- Le- with
1: me. L- L- Lena's is the best option, which is brunch. Uh, brunch yeah. with your expensive friend who will, who will pay for everything. I mean, brunch
2: and yeah. talking about Justin Timberlake presumably. Oh yeah, yeah. Because that's a thing that they do once. Doesn't do much for passing that Bechdel test, but you know, whatever.
0: Yeah,
2: It's fine. Yeah, uh, I quite like Lena though. Uh, her rivalry with Morgan Edge is about Rubbish, I suppose. and her buying the Daily Planet just on a whim, I'm not sure her shareholders would like. Not Daily Planet, cat court <laughs> uh, yeah, It's legally different. It equivalent. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm not sure her shareholders would agree with that. But you know, whatever.
1: Yeah, I don't. I don't know what, what's better. You know, you've got a potential evil villain uh, holding the newspaper. A potential evil villain holding the newspaper. I don't know. You yeah, know,
2: nah, I don't it's think Lena's going to be evil.
1: Like, no, I just think they fine. keep dangling in front of us and going, yeah ah, she might be... Oh, no, she isn't. Oh, but she nice. might be... No, she's not. Like, yeah, she looks fine. like she's
2: made out of porcelain, but she's nice. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't know. She played, like, Morgana and in, um, in... What was it called? In Merlin. Oh, Merlin, She's quite yeah. evil there, but she's, like... She-, she is very, like, pleasant and sweet here, which is interesting. Mm. Um And I suppose we can quickly mention... I quite liked... Uh, I don't know I can't remember what the character's name is, but uh Odette Annibal's character uh, when she turned up with her daughter and could lift a a beam off her
1: yeah, it's a it's a nice and, little sort of origin story it's good like when 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 pushed to extremes, suddenly the powers sort of come out, I like that,
2: yeah, and then she has a bad dream about having a messed up face mm, mm-hmm. uh,
1: but yeah, she joins and, and, and the, and the dream kind of ties into what Kara's been seeing as
2: well, which I thought was yeah. Um, could be interesting. I don't know what they're going to do with her, but uh, I guess she'll become a villain. Samantha was her name. There we go. Ah, there we go. Um, or spoiler alert: Rain, which is a comic book character. Look her up on. Um, look her up on DC Wiki if you want. I'm not going to explain who she is.
1: <laughs> and we also have um, another Kryptonian pod thing. Uh, it's probably hers. about. Oh, it could be. Yeah. I suppose
2: yeah. So. The the her evil ship. Dun-dun-dun. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. It was such a lame cliffhanger. Whatever I mean. So cool, that was episode one of Supergirl. Uh, do you have anything else to add? I don't think I've got anything nope, else to that, add. that was
1: it. Um, I, like I say, I'm never really a fan of these first episodes, so I'm not going to judge the rest of the season based on this, because they've kind of got to get over whatever the hell they did last season and then jump along, so, yeah. yeah.
2: I mean, all I'll say is, as a parting thought, cheer up, Kara. it's been a long flight. <laughs>
1: that's all (laughs) that is all
2: okay so next up we'll move to the order this is an order of me watching them actually Uh, move on to Legends of Tomorrow and you're up with the
1: uh, the 60 second my 60 second recap okay I'm hoping Uh, I can fit this into 60 seconds you you let me know when to go and I'll mispronounce everything that I've scribbled
2: good good Uh, I always love the mispronunciations okay ready set and go We pick up where we left off with the time stream
1: torn to pieces. How are the legends going to cope? Don't worry, they're quickly saved by Rip Hunter and his agents of his new, improved Time Bureau. Skip forward a few months and the legends have been retired. Sarah's working in a shop, Ray's working in a rubbish app company, Jefferson's at uni, Nate is Kid Flash's sidekick, Mick's in Aruba, and Stein is enjoying family life. By a fluke, Mick finds Julius Caesar and informs Sarah, who takes Ray and Nate to the Time Bureau, to prove they still have what it takes. After delivering a somehow less convincing Caesar to the bureau, they decide to put things right. They steal the Wave Rider, find the correct Caesar, return him to his place in the timeline, not before giving him a guide to ancient Rome and once again wrecking the timeline. Rip turns up to save the day with his professionals, who managed to do an equally bad job before the legend
2: save the day. Four and Six seconds. seconds. Oh, there you go. Yeah, <laughs> I'm impressed. <laughs> uh, yeah, but I think that. Gets mostly everything. Um, yep, fair enough. I'll start off <laughs> with saying with how disappointed I was in the resolution of the cliffhanger.
1: Oh, um, hell yeah. I mean, that was... Uh, I, I didn't count how many seconds, but I think my recap was longer than how long it took for <laughs> the massive cliffhanger and all the potential to be destroyed with one quick dinosaur disappearing into a time windowy portaly portal-y thing.
2: Yeah. It's like, oh, yeah, guys, I've had a really busy five years. <laughs> it's yeah. like well that was 15 minutes it's like it wasn't even 15 minutes it was five minutes for us you know? yeah
1: uh, I've, I've been back in time i've created this entire Euro thing and i i have come here i have resolved everything you've done and you're retired cue the titles
2: and yeah. i was like ah oh. i've been waiting all summer for this and this is what i get quick you know the quickest resolution ever and the reveal that Rip runs essentially the temporal men in black, which is a good idea, actually, because um, it, it lets him be a time master the way he wants to be a time master rather than the way he had to be a time master. So it's kind of him becoming, it's him like managing time how he wants to manage time, which is interesting in itself, though the you legends can't be trusted because you're like, you, you always break the timeline. His, look,
1: look at the mess you've made.
2: Yeah, he, his his points are valid, it has to be said.
1: He's, he's, he's correct, because as we saw in the previous season, they have made a howling arse of a lot of the stuff that they've done. Um, <laughs> though, to be fair, so has Rip. Um, <laughs>
2: it was him that formed them in the first place. Um, all those times he helped Vandal Savage instead of stopped him. Yes,
1: yes, all those times that he sort of conveniently did everything and made a mess of it, but... Um, yeah, I suppose this is sort of the Time Bureau, the way he wants to do it. If he had had time to set up the legends and sort everything out properly in the first place, this is the structure he would have created. That he would have had this sort of professional, timed, drilled, you know, outfit doing it. Then I I suppose, yeah, you know, this, this is the way he would. I was just massively disappointed at the fact that, at the very beginning, they're like, oh, do you know how this kind of looked fun and crazy and would have been quite a good episode to see them trying to piece everything back together only for someone to step in in the last five minutes of the episode rather than the first five yeah. and fix it. I would have rather seen them sort of chasing about trying to fix each individual thing and checking them off a big list only for someone to come in and manage to reset it really simply to show how an organised outfit can do it.
2: yeah. There's also something about it that's kind of unclear. Is time still broken? Uh, there's a suggestion that it is. In which case, how does that affect the other shows? And you've got Sarah who's working at the... Whatever it's called, sink, shower and something else. Um,
1: Bed and bath warehouse or whatever. Yeah, yeah. the,
2: the bed-bath-beyond ripoff thing. So she's working there. And they know that she's been declared legally dead twice. But they still employed her, right? So is is Oliver seeing her at all you know um or is this a different timeline that they're not and, see,
1: at this point i'm kind of like well surely they must be on some sort of te- separate timeline thing what we need is uh, cisco with one of those see-through boards and some marker yeah, pens to explain to us right now that's that's But I'm I'm, I'm 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 assuming that until a certain point they're not going to be back on the straight and narrow until the crossover let's say <laughs> they're not going to be back in the correct frame to do this right. And even if they are in the crossover, I have a feeling that it'll be like a different version of them in the crossover to explain this away. Because time must still be knackered to have sort of Julius Caesar popping yeah. up conveniently in Aruba.
2: Yeah, but um, like, for instance, if Sarah's just, you know, mucking about in 2017 Star City, then surely she would join Team Arrow instead of working retail.
1: Well, that's what I didn't quite pick up. You've got. So you've got Ray working for this sort of app company and the he boss of the app company. Yeah, yeah. He was a massive billionaire, right? And His even company if he's still co- exists. His company still exists. Even if the company had completely folded and it had lost all its money, I'm pretty sure the guy would have some money tucked away somewhere. And if not... I don't imagine he would have went. Do you know what? I'm going to work for this dating app company where it's a cheap ripoff of uh, Tinder or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm like, well, surely he would be with Team Arrow, or he'd be away in a garage somewhere inventing something else.
2: Yeah.
1: You know, I can't remember what he comes, what he goes to him with, but it's like a version it's of shrinking his tech, nanotech. Yeah, yeah, he's shrinking nanotech. Look, I've invented this, and it'll solve well world hunger or whatever. And he, the he guy's like, I
2: can't put this on a phone. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah, like, yeah, no one would ever want to be able to shrink down and do that. What are you? Crazy? Go away. <laughs> and I'm like, okay. I mean, this almost seems like a version of the universe back when you when you saw them in that alternate timeline where the Legion of Doom had got their own way. yeah, This is like a version of that, where it's yeah, like, yeah, it does feel like I that, sentence yeah. you to working in bed, bath and beyond. <laughs> and I sentence you to be at an app company. You're going to university and you get your nice family life and you go to yeah. Aruba. Um, I, I just don't...
2: <laughs> Bit of a disclaimer. Any listeners who work in bed, bath and beyond or work at app companies on Silicon Valley, no disrespect, a job's a job.
1: I you, yeah, so take, take it people. from two people who are doing jobs which are jobs. Um, yes. yeah, we, we feel your pain. Yes. And if you're not feeling pain, we feel pain on your behalf.
2: we're uh, not um, so always living fine. the glamorous life of podcasting. Sometimes we have to go do yeah, a new job.
1: I mean in between our jet set lifestyle of flying back and forward to to America to watch these T V shows, um yeah, we 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 do day jobs. Hooray. Yeah. Um but yeah, it's 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 one of those where I was like, Okay, we'll have kind of thrown everyone in and gone I, and I'd read somewhere at six months. I don't know if it actually came up on the screen, but they're saying six months.
2: Yeah, I think all the shows took a six-month break. Like, present-day relativism, they yeah, six months did, ahead. Did a yeah,
1: a sort of six-month skip. So yeah.
2: you've got them doing that.
1: I, I, I thought Nate, as um, Kid Flash's sidekick, or just like he was running about by himself, but Kid Flash kept turning up and solving yeah. his problems, I yeah. thought it was quite funny. But, again, I was like... Okay, I don't know why the team wouldn't have stuck together in some form even. If they didn't want to join another team, why would they not solve the problems in the present timeline? Yeah.
2: Or Nate could have joined Team Flash. Of, of course, yeah. this affects the other show if they do that. Uh, Sarah could have been on Team Arrow, which again affects another show. Well,
1: see, there was no mention on either programme of them being back or there, so I'm going to yeah. assume, like you said at the beginning, a separate timeline and there's not really any connection between them until... They need it conveniently for plot.
2: Yeah, and usually when like, usually when legends pull scrap like this, I don't actually care. Usually it's whatever. Um I'm having fun with this, but I wasn't really having fun. I was getting frustrated by the fact that they weren't doing anything. You know, the, the only person who seemed to be consistently written was Mick, who was just chilling. That's what Mick does. Yeah. I mean,
1: fighting. the, the folk, uh, the, the, the only thing I can see is that we're kind of poking fun at people who have poked fun at Legends in the last season by sitting and going, pa, that's not what I would do. Uh, yeah. You know, when you're seeing them in the the wave rider doing the sort of simulation, and they're like, oh, well, what I'll do oh, is I'll funny. fly the ship and I'll do this. No, 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 I'll just puncture the air tank and blow it, of course. Yeah, yeah. I was like, of course.
2: <laughs> yeah, um, I, I their earlier missions. Yeah, yeah
1: so I think that was kind of poking fun at a lot of what people on the internet and folk like us uh, come along and do and go... Why would they do that? Why would they do that? That is such a stupid idea, you know so it's like i I suppose the there was fun elements in a bit of that of how the professionals see them. the fact that they're kind of treated as a massive joke around this agency instead of being legends they're kind of like the stories of what you don't do to fix time, yeah, I found quite neat the way they've done it. I'm still not convinced by the conclusion to the whole thing um how rapidly they managed to steal the Wave Rider and get it out of there and the solution at the end of Rip kind of going, ah, we're just going to let them go off and do things. I mean, unless they're going to actually communicate them and go, oh, listen, Legends, here's your MacGuffin this week. We've got uh, this here. Go fix. And they're going to flying and do that. I, I don't imagine he's just let them off the leash to free roam. As no. much as that's the impression that's kinda of given. I don't imagine that's the way it's gonna work. You wouldn't think that anyway.
2: Yeah, and another irritating thing was, was Rip's characterisation as well. I mean in some ways he's kinda of consistent as a disapproving boss. Which kinda of takes him back to his season one character. Um although there was that really nice moment at last season when essentially Rip passed the torch to Sarah, was like, mm-hmm, No, this is your team. You've done you've done a good job here, I'm off you're captain now, this is
1: yours you've done such a good job, see you later.
2: And and now it's like, wow what a mess you made of this crap (laughs) that's, you know, I can't believe I ever let you out of my sight and it just, it feels quite like unearned and it undoes some stuff that they were actually doing really well because Legends doesn't hit you with emotional moments that often. Certainly not in season two. Season one, it was all the damn time, and they weren't very good. But season two, they, they didn't hit you with them that often. But when they did, they were very good. Um, so to take that away from the audience, and it's almost as if the writers are saying, you know, this season, we don't care. We're just doing stuff. And I don't want them to just do stuff. I want, hmm. you know, I want there to be some meaning behind it. Otherwise, it's like, well, why am I watching this? You know, otherwise it's like, yeah, I'll just ditch it and watch them in the, the crossovers. That's fine. No, I would never do that. I will always watch them because I'm a glutton for punishment. As long as I'm enjoying at least one of them, I'll watch them all.
1: Yeah, I've said many times I'm a mug and I keep doing that kind of thing, so, you know.
2: But we're both still watching in humans. so, you know,
1: <laughs> don't listen to us. Yes, we are. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, on a separate spoiler note, we won't even go there. Um, yeah,
2: we'll, we'll do a podcast on humans because I think that'll be a funny one.
1: Yeah, we'll do it cloaked from the moon. When it when it finishes.
2: Yeah. Uh, so there's a there's a trailer for a podcast that we, <laughs> they never record. But you know, like it's almost like the, the end of last season of Legends was a trailer for a season that they're never gonna do. So um I mean imagine they would spent an entire year poking about a version of LA that had pyramids and dinosaurs. You know, it'd be awesome. But no.
1: It would be good to see that kind of fractured timeline and them working through the list to resolve. So like almost them taking a snapshot of that scene that you saw at the end going, Big Ben's here, how the hell? There's a dinosaur yeah. roaming about here, how the hell? And slowly unpicking that final scene until the final time they go back, it's fixed. Yeah. Or they just make it worse. Each time they go back, it's got even more outrageous. Or, you know, next time they go back, the Romans of conquered the earth, next time they go back it's all run by the Aztecs I don't know, you know, whatever the, the fix is, you know, every time they go back they've, they've messed up until they finally go back and they've got the puzzle box just right Is Brexit's
2: know. their fault? I think it's their fault It could be,
1: it could be, we'll never know because if they fixed it we we'll, or when they fix it, we'll just forget
2: I don't we know, won't know whatever happened. I feel like the Legends approach is they go and do stuff and they're like, yeah, close enough and then they just leave. That'll do. Yeah, fine, whatever. It's diggle it, vine
1: this time now, got triplets. Um, you know, yeah. it's, <laughs> every time they go back and tweak it. It's like,
2: oh, man, all these kids turn it up everywhere. <laughs> yeah. Uh, who do you think... Uh, what's Stein's daughter's name? Um, whatever her name is. Stein who, who, Mini. Yeah, who do, you Stein think, uh, who do you think the father of her child is? My money's on it being someone we know. Oh... Mm, good question. I'm going to guess Jacks because that's what I say in my review. It's going to be Jax. They'll be like, oh, man, that's so awkward.
1: <laughs> but, sure, but surely he would have told him or he would know that's who she was dating by now? Maybe, maybe. I mean, I don't get the impression he's he's surprised that she's pregnant. Or that so, she had a boyfriend. Yeah. Or that she had a boyfriend or anything. So, and And I'm guessing he's the kind of dad that would want to meet the boyfriend first, so... I don't... know. I, I I think you're right. It could be someone that we know who would be a nice weird surprise to get dropped in there.
2: I've just had a thought. Oh. And it I never occurred to me before, because it, uh, the news that Victor Garber is unfortunately going to be leaving the series at some point has kind of just sunk in. Uh, it's a shame I like Victor Garber. Uh, he's good in the show. Stein's a good character. But... Hmm. but what if his grandchild becomes the next other half of Firestorm.
1: Well, from the future. Yeah. Oh, that's quite a neat idea. So grab future, mini-stein, mini-mini-stein. Mini, Stein, mini, mini, mini Stein
0: and... Yeah. Oh, that'd be... Yeah.
1: I can see why they would do that. So genetically past... So genetically similar or there, something? Yeah, yeah,
2: well, I mean, Stein isn't that child's Stein's, father, so Stein's, far as we know. Well, no, but, <laughs> yeah, but so. his,
1: his daughter, there's some of his daughter in there, so, you know, you've got to go genetically similar that yeah, maybe way. I'm, not, I'm not saying that he's the father, though, you know, if you're wanting surprise, surprise, father, then let's go that way, you know?
2: Maybe it's his past self. Like, yeah, bad. his
1: past self is in the future due to time stuff and things. I don't know. He um, can um,
2: marry his own stepdaughter anything is possible. Yeah. <laughs>
1: It's uh, I don't know. Um, It's I think you're right. I think it will tie into the plot in some way, where either you're going to get a villain, or you're going to get a time agent, or you're going to get a you know someone that appears at some point is going to be the father. So you know,
0: yeah.
2: But let's get back to our regularly scheduled silliness, Mm -hmm. and uh, let's let's see them fight Grodd. Let's see them fight the Legion of Doom. Let's see them do all this. And I quite enjoyed the Kid Flash cameo. Uh, We haven't started talking about it yet, but. It's about the only time that Wally seems like he fits somewhere. <laughs> Poor guy. He spoiler might as well move the to the Spoiler show. for
1: the spoiler bit of the other show. I think it would be cool to, to pick him up and put him on Legends. It seems right that they found it really tough to deal with a speedster last season, so why don't we get our own speedster and let's yeah. get this spare one that's sitting over there, you know?
2: Yeah, he's not I, doing I, anything.
1: Yeah, you know, like, let's give him an adventure and he can be back in five minutes time-wise, so... Yeah. You know, you don't even really need to remove him from Flash. You just sort of show one scene of him getting picked up at the wave ride and getting dropped off five minutes later or something, yeah. and then that's explained, you know?
2: Yeah. Where have you been, Wally? It's like, well, you don't care any other time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like you care. <laughs> yeah. But the...
1: Teen angst Wally is coming, yeah.
2: <laughs> no, nah, I don't think Wally will ever be angsty. That would give him a personality. but. You know,
1: Spoiler for Flash. I we about Are Flash. we going to have to edit this and cut it in time? No, no, no yeah. We're no, going to have to no. time It's still relevant to podcast. Legends. He,
2: he was in it. All yeah, right, relevant. okay, fine. Um, yeah, and the Amaya and Nate break-up thing was pretty naff, uh, mostly because it was off-screen and I didn't care about the relationship anyway, and Amaya wasn't there until the end of the episode. Although our powers are all souped up now. It's awesome.
1: Yeah, she's got, like, triple powers.
2: So she doesn't have to do anything now. The animal spirits do it for her.
1: Yeah, like they do all the work. It's outsourcing. It's best. I mean, it's it's a good way to see it. I mean, I don't know what is going on. I'm taking it. It's this is this is like oh well, she knows what was going to happen to the town, and so she's now going to save it, and that is changing the timeline thing. Don't know.
2: Who knows? She'll be so back. It's gonna, no. There'll be
1: there'll be a future conflict thing where they've got to put the time line right, and one of the things is going to be sorting out what happens to the town. So yeah. we'll see.
2: And I think Stuffy Businesswoman is joining the team as well. Oh no, I would imagine she'll be the, the, the no. liaison.
1: Yeah, she I, might be the liaison, but please don't be on the team. Aww.
2: Although, uh, place your prediction now for when her and Sarah will hook up. <laughs> I'm going to say episode four.
1: Episode four, okay, fine, fine. Right, episode five, I'm going on an episode later. What are we counting as hooking up here? How far is hooking up?
2: Well, just any kind of romantic... Or is it
1: just situation. like subtle subtle dating gag? Or
2: like... Uh, no, 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 like flirting, that's not a thing. But like Flirting's when, not a thing, okay. When, right, when they act on it, the first time they act on it, whatever form that takes. Okay, all right, okay. But it will happen.
1: Fair dues, okay.
2: There is not a... There, Sarah can't come in contact with a woman she's not related to... And not try to hook up with her.
1: Alright. Can I, can I quickly uh nip into one of the things that I kinda of take a, a pan at during the, the sixty second thing, which Absolutely. is Julius Caesar. Yeah. What the hell was going on with that Julius Caesar? I I, I understand they're going oh he's he's got um foreign accent syndrome, time displacement accent syndrome. Yeah.
2: He can understand English because science. He can yeah. understand
1: English because science but between the costume which seemed almost as cheap as the guy that was dancing about Aruba dressed as Julius Caesar <laughs> um, I was like what
2: the hell is going
0: on? Although the Why guy um, so? the
2: guy playing him is like a Spartacus actor. Uh, the Arrowverse guys, they love their Spartacus actors. They've had a few on um, hmm. you know, Manu Bennett, for instance, death Deathstroke and uh, Captain Boomerang I'm pretty sure. I'm, I'm sure the guy's
1: respect. I'm sure the guy is, is very good, but whatever he was given or whatever direction he got given on the day was pants because oh my god, it just seemed really until they got back to Rome and then there was a bit of conniving and stuff going on, it did not seem much like a Caesar. Um The
2: scene he had with Sarah was quite good where he offered her the chance to yes. take over the world and she was like, Nah, I don't need you to do that. Yeah,
1: yeah I, like, I could take over the world myself. It's fine. Yeah, um, more you of know, that and and, I mean, and, and yeah. you believe her, you know. Yeah. Um, uh, but yeah, the, the t- cross, rest yeah. of it, it kind of seemed like what well, the you know when he's sort of on a beach trying to get his when he's crashed the
2: toga party. Ready. Ready. That was funny. Yeah,
1: <laughs> I mean, gra- granted, they had to sort of explain away the fact that no one's sort of laughing at him or whatever. But yeah, very odd. I just don't when when Rory. You know, when Mick sort of took him, I was like, okay. And I thought the gag from the outset was going to be, no, this is just like a costume actor guy who has been hired for the toga party. Yeah. And that was going to be the whole gag from the beginning and it never was going to be Julius Caesar <laughs> um and just like they wouldn't believe him and take him back and then it would be all embarrassing and then like that would be it resolved but no that was apparently the proper one and i just thought okay fair enough <laughs>
2: Yeah, I, d- I didn't mind it so much. I mean, it was, it faded into the white noise that was the episode. I yeah. didn't think any of it was all that exciting. I'm,
1: I'm, going by, I'm going by the rule, which I have said many, many times, and I even opened the podcast with first episodes of seasons are never that great. <laughs> so I'm not going to judge this as like what is coming in the future. There's elements of it I've liked. The Time Bureau stuff could be interesting sort of legends on a leash kind of thing, but are yeah. they going to be because they didn't really have them on the leash in the first place when they held all the cards and now they've given them a timeship and they can go about and wreck whatever the hell they want, so eh, maybe they're not on the leash at all so we'll see.
2: Every time they break something the the, the men in black will come in and fix it anyway
1: But surely we're at the point where at, at some point I'm predicting they're going to break something that somehow breaks the men in black Yeah <laughs> you know, It's like they're going to somehow completely erase reps time bureau to pieces. They're yeah. going to knack or something that just takes it or they're going to break the windows thing that lets them jump through time.
2: Yeah. Could be. Um, I don't know.
1: Also, also, entire time ship required for time travel has now been made in a completely redundant with little wristband.
2: Well, it's uh, it's like that douche said. If it's not on a phone, it's not important. Uh, true, True. I mean, it's but a smartwatch, but it's a. Full if day. it's
1: not on a smartwatch, then yeah, it isn't necessary. But you know, I, haven't
2: you got the time travel app on your phone? I, you know, I I was going to download it the other
1: day, but it has really bad sort of in-app adverts, and I just don't like that. <laughs> you know, I'm not. I'd I'd, I'd, prepare to, I'd be prepared to play for a premium version just so I don't get the in-app ads. But you know, they don't do that option, so I'm totally against it. Uh, I was into time travel before it was cool. Yeah, me too. I do it old school. Which is a time travel joke that works on many <laughs> levels. Um, but and There will be a time travel specific
2: <laughs> podcast coming soon. Uh, it should have really been up by now, but I have not had the time to edit it because I have been busy having a life uh, which is, you know, exhausting, by the what's way. What's one of those? You try having what's, one.
1: What's this life of which you speak? It's exhausting.
2: Also turning 30. Exhausting. But You're so old. So old,
0: yeah. so
2: old. I mean, sometimes I, sometimes I can't find the energy to walk to the fridge to get another snack. Like really, 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 really old.
1: <laughs> You're only a few years older than me, but I like to rub it in because it makes me feel better. So
2: you know, yeah, well, whatever. Whiffs, <laughs> whiffs. What <laughs> whatever. You'll have to take care of me in my old age. So it's fine.
1: It's all right. Trip to Switzerland for you for,
2: for a couple of years. <laughs> cool. So, anything else on Legends? No, I think that's it. Excellent. I don't have anything else either. I just hope it gets better. I hope I can watch an episode and think, "Wow, that wasn't a waste of my time," because um, that one kind of was. But yeah, whatever. Um, hopefully, it'll be better. I Still like the characters though. They're all they're all right, except Nate. Don't like that guy with stupid haircut. <laughs> he does have a really stupid haircut. He just does. I don't know. He's like the he's like the GQ cover model version of a historian.
1: <laughs> You're not a real historian. You don't have a moustache and <laughs> glasses.
2: Where's your tweed jacket, man? Where
1: yeah, is it? where's the tweed jacket? You're no historian.
2: Yeah. Plus, like. He's actually doing something that puts him out of a job because they're just changing the timeline all over the place. So
0: <laughs> I don't know.
1: You know all those know years you spent anyway. at uh, university learning history, well, you've just wrecked it all.
2: So i will go get my doctorate again. It's like why is all this crap? <laughs> yeah, cool. Uh, I don't think I've got anything else. I think legends. Is uh, it see,
1: that's course. what they should have been doing. He shouldn't have been Kid Flash's sidekick. He should have been at university restudying because he messed <laughs> up history. That's <laughs> that what he should so have cool. been.
2: Like, the dinosaurs went extinct last week. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah. Weird. But, yeah, alternate timeline it's got to be, because none of it makes sense otherwise. Yeah. Does does it have to make sense?
1: No. It doesn't have to make sense as long as it does it with a sense of fun. I'm not going to judge it based on this episode. I look forward to what is coming in the future, and hopefully they get back to their sort of fun, carefree roots.
2: Let's hope so. We will find out in 48 hours less than 48 hours or more or less
1: depending on when you're listening to this
2: depending on if our flight's delayed yeah (laughs) (laughs) who knows but yeah, uh, cool I've said cool a lot so we shall move on to back to Earth 1 we're already on Earth 1 but yeah, no, whatever whatever. Uh, and on to the Flash which is my turn for the patented 60 second recap, let's see if I can sum up an episode where very little happened in less than a minute so you can count me in whenever you're ready okay,
1: on your marks, get set
2: go Barry is gone and Cisco and Wally are patrolling the streets trying to take down metahumans, they fight peekaboo and they kind of make an arse of it despite the fact that they're both super powerful beings. Um, they capture Peekaboo, and they're all excited about it, but Iris is pretty quick to chop them down, saying that they let three others go in the past six months. So, you know, no time to celebrate. She makes Wally train for four hours, which is, you know, not very nice. Uh, everybody's all upset that Barry's gone, but Sisko has been secretly working on a way to bring him back. Um, and he goes to recruit Caitlin, who is no longer the Queen of Dragons. She is now... Working in a bar, because that's what you do with two doctorates. Um, and she's somehow suppressed Killer Frost for now. So they help modify the Speed Force bazooka cannon thing. And Barry comes back from the Speed Force. He has lost his memory and he's spewing gibberish, such as this house is bitching. Uh, Iris puts herself in mortal danger uh, on a robot samurai. Time's out, time's out, time's out, time's out. And Barry's safer, and the thing is introduced, and the end. <laughs> Okay, I didn't quite manage that. Time's was out, it, time's
1: out, time's out. Yeah, I know. I was too, too busy making slow. fun of the episode as it was playing. Too slow. Just wait until I've got, I've got a massive long reel. Ah, I'm but I was only, like, six, thing, so I was only
2: like 64 seconds or something, wasn't I? So, like...
1: Mm, time's out, though. Ah,
2: but I too got slow, now. man. Too slow. Anyway. I'm yes. going to be well
1: over for the next one. I'm saying on. <laughs> well, yeah.
2: Um, there is an Arrow podcast that I listen to um, on The Incomparable, and I'm pimping other podcasts that don't pimp me, but Whatever. Actually, I did once, but um, and they their recap takes the entire run of the episode, so that they're that they're recording. So there we go. It's actually quicker to watch the episode than listen to the recap. <laughs> but but that's why I love it. Anyway, that's another podcast, not this one. So the the Flash is back. Uh, they're trying to forget that season three ever happened, um, sort of. Although this is again, it's an epilogue to last season, as in. He's gone and stuff, and everyone's really upset, and Iris has thrown herself into her work, but she's actually doing something, which is nice, for once. Yes,
1: she's focusing on her job, which is now no longer Reporter Extraordinaire. It is now leader of Team Flash-ish. I I liked the Team Kid Flash, Team Vibe Team, we don't know what to call ourselves, Team. I thought that was quite fun. Team but yeah she's Team kind Iris of, it should be. It really really was sort of Team Iris because she was telling them where to go, when to be there. Plus you've got Joe who's running some sort of uh meta human unit with extra grapple guns and stuff.
2: He's always been kinda of doing that though. He had his I know, but, course.
1: Yeah. I know, but this seems like an extra tooled up. Task force now, because it used to seem that the task force was just Joe, um, (laughs) because he was the only one that used to turn up. So, you know.
2: Well, if you listen to earlier iterations of this podcast, um, you know, where we talked about season three of The Flash uh, and how it ended and stuff, I did say that they were never going to let Barry be gone for any length of time, and they didn't. It was about 20 minutes. Uh, The thing is, what you had was a real opportunity there to show what value. Wally is, has to the show what value everyone has to the show but the thing is I really resented the Team Flash Team Kid Flash or the the Kid Flash vibe team up wasn't that effective because all Cisco has to do is open a portal to their jail cell and point one at the villain's feet and they're done also Kid Flash is faster than Barry so he shouldn't be that incompetent no.
1: It's, yeah. I I kind of had a bit of an issue with that and the fact he's teamed up with Cisco and everything should make it like a pretty good team working there. But I don't know. It's
2: yeah. All Kid Flash should do is distract them while Cisco throws them in a portal and they wind up in jail. Job done.
1: Yeah. I mean, you kind of see elements of that, you know, we've just talked about Legends, in that Flash back thing to Nate... And he zips and quickly ties up some people and he's off. Yeah. And and then in this, it's like, ha, they're incompetent. <laughs> it's yeah. like, oh, okay, fair enough. Though I suppose we're talking about that being an alternate universe thing, so maybe yeah, but fair enough.
2: It's just kind of annoying that you've got these two characters who are supremely powerful and they're and they're only stupid when the plot needs them to be. So they just, they're pretty ineffective because um, you think, Well, at first I thought, oh, they brought down Peekaboo. Okay, that took longer than it should have. I mean, she's not that powerful. Um, But when they get back to Star Labs and they're all, like, you know, patting each other on the back and Iris is like, yeah, but those three metahumans that you let away. And Wally's like, yeah, I'll get them eventually. It's like, they'll only have killed 20 people by that time. It's fine. you know. uh, But I don't think they should have been that incompetent. But then you need a reason for Barry to be required because he's the best at everything, apparently.
1: Yes. Everyone wants Barry and everyone can tell when it's not Barry. At this point they should stop faking out that they're Barry because I don't think it has ever worked apart from maybe on a couple of goons on a crime spree once. I think that's the only people that have been failed by fake deploying fake Barry.
2: Well, there was that hologram. That was pretty cool.
1: Yeah, that's what I mean. It worked on some goons and stuff, but then it didn't really work for a lot of other people after that. It all came crashing down, but...
2: Yeah, I mean, surely there's an unemployed version of Barry that they can pick out of some Earth somewhere, Earth 219 or something, and um, be like, "Right, you, you're, you're not working. You have no family. Come and hang out with us for a few months until we can sort this out." So what you have is this alternate Barry who goes to work for him and stuff. Meanwhile, the team, Team Flash are kind of patrolling the city and whatever. And then, then you have that time to spend three, four episodes without. Earth 1's yeah, got You've five. got
1: your main actor in there yeah. and you're justifying that but yeah, they're still having to cope with him. Yeah, I'd, I kind of wish they'd done something like that. I'd like you say it. we knew that they were going to get him back in this episode or very, very, very quickly, though the suspicion was he was at least going to be back in the timeline at this point. Yeah. He wasn't, you know, whether he was going to be able to work or if he was going to be in a coma or something, we didn't know, but you know, we knew they were going to get him back somehow. Um, the explanation to how he got they got him out and the world didn't collapse, I didn't quite understand, but I don't think you're it supposed was something to. Something
2: about they managed to fool the Speed Force into thinking his DNA was still there, yeah, and it it fools the Speed Force into not freaking out. That's going to have consequences. It should because the Speed Force is a sentient thing; it can't just be fooled by false readings. Yeah, it that's be able to. Well,
1: because in the past they've said, "Oh, there's nothing we can do, and we can't." Thing, I, I, I'm gonna say it again, and I've said it in previous podcasts about this, that I think the Speed Force prison is going to become a MacGuffin generator at some point, where things start falling out because they've tricked it, or because they've opened a wedge in there that other people can now use. I don't, I don't know. It, it just seems to me that that's gonna fall apart at some point and be a MacGuffin machine.
2: But possibly. Um, but, you
1: know, they, they've got Barry back and he's there and for the first bit he's talking nonsense and drawing on the walls and...
2: Cause that's what crazy people do apparently. They're
1: yeah, drawing on uh, That, that and putting up a Christmas tree fairy lights in their living rooms. Um, yeah. But, it, I still didn't quite get how they broke him out of it. It was like Iris is in danger and then he runs off and, oh, I'm back. And I'm like, okay, fair enough.
2: <laughs> yeah, well, it was on the back of that conversation about faith, where Joe was kind of reminded that he used to be religious, which I thought was quite a nice conversation. I think whenever you just let Jesse L. Martin act, you know, when he has to get into the, the emotion of a moment, he's excellent. There is no better than him on possibly any of the, the shows, to be honest. I do he think just, he's
1: great. I mean, he, he he seems to be really, really good. When he gets into his stride, and like you say, when he's given that space to breathe.
2: Yeah, and I really liked what they did with Iris. I think she finally had some agency, although part of her shtick was that she's willingly making herself the damsel for a change, you know, because the Flash will always save her. Uh, it's a bit of a gamble, but again, that was the whole faith thing. She was encouraged to have faith, which is thematically it works, but I think um, I think they could have just left Iris as not the damsel for a change. Um, but...
1: I think it needs something like that to snap him out of it. Yeah. I do think... I I was kind of like... It would have been interesting to roll into the next episode or for them to resolve it somehow, this episode, and find out it was a robot or something. Only, you know, to keep Barry in that sort of state where he's drawing on the walls to make a bit more sense or make it seem like more of a challenge than... Oh, we just snapped him out of it this week. Yeah. I'm imagining that there's going to be relapses or something along the way, but you well, know, there was when, some but,
2: significance to the crap he was writing on the wall.
1: Oh yeah, definitely. Way. Oh, there's gonna be more relapses and things into it at times which are inconvenient for them when he's about to apprehend the villain that they've been chasing after all this time or yeah. you know, it's it's gonna be that kind of thing where when they need an excuse for it not you know, his powers not to be working or for him not to be helping or to be doing something yeah. wrong, and that's when it's gonna happen.
2: But now that he's back from the speed force he might actually be the fastest man alive.
1: Terms and conditions applying, seeing different details. Barry until, may until not the, be. <laughs>
2: until the next season where they need a faster man alive. But yeah, he's um he runs really fast. That's that's what happens now. He runs even faster than he ever has before.
1: Um, but I, I'm betting that now that he's back consciously he won't be able to run that fast anymore.
0: Who
2: knows? He does have right. a snazzy new suit though, which I like. Yeah, it looks a bit different, doesn't it? Yeah. It's got the belt. It's very more comic accurate. It's just nice. It's a good little suit. Um, That's the most positive thing I've got to say about the episode. I like the suit. No, uh, I like Joe's scenes. Um, I actually quite like the fact that that Joe hadn't ever given up. uh, And Iris kind of had... Uh, which is interesting that the fact that Joe was like, nah, he's on sabbatical, he'll be back. It's fine, we'll get him. And Cisco couldn't couldn't accept the fact that he was gone as well. There was that kind of that reluctance. Everything was about bringing him back. And I imagine if the attempt had failed, it would have completely broken him.
1: Yeah, I mean, and I, 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 like you say, I think Joe was one of the best bits in this. I like the fact that they seem to be disposing with a lot of the Killer Frost type stuff, and we're kind of going to get the old Arrow team, the old Flash team back together again. You know, because I think it was kind of the fun dynamic from them all that that worked. You know, if we're going to get more of Caitlyn, though it it does seem that they're still a bit there, that they can switch on and off when they please. But, you know, I think if they get the team back, it will kind of really push it back into the right zone again.
2: To make the problem, a chance to fix it. the problem with Caitlin in this episode um, was the fact that at the end of last season they were very clear about the fact that she had become something that wasn't either Caitlin or Killer Frost and then what I think is in the intervening few weeks before they had to start working on the scripts for next season they had no idea what to do with that so then you get well we'll just revert her back and we'll do the multiple personality crap again because um, at the end of the episode it's just back to that again and she's and she says not again, which could either mean that she's been relapsing the whole time, or the fact is this is her first relapse. Uh, if it's her first relapse, then fine, because then she can just go on a team flash. You know, she wanders in Monday morning, and it's like, right, guys, I'm a supervillain again, but only sometimes. Let's get this fixed. Or she can keep it a bloody secret, again.
1: My 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 money's on keep it a bloody secret again, <laughs> uh, only for it to be discovered and then to break them apart again. Um, when they it's go, hard, why yeah. why have you not told us? And she goes, I didn't think you would trust me again, again, again. And uh, yeah, She'll so
2: accidentally touch someone's coffee and they'll pick it up and it'll be like frozen. And and yeah,
1: I was I was kind of like you. I I agree that you know they did something interesting with her at the end of the last season and went, oh, I'm not this and I'm not that. If they'd just come back and went, yeah, you're right. I'm Caitlin, and I'm going to be here at the beginning of the next season. Then I would have been fine. The fact they started the season and went, where is she? Oh, she's working in a bar, of course. Um, like I said, that's what you do when you have two doctorates. And there's the and there's a little bit there's a little bit where you're like, oh, she's telling someone. Well, tell them I'm out and I'm done doing what I've been doing the last six months, which you knows it will be explained at some point along the line.
2: Yeah, it's all nonsense. That's like, how do
1: you know this member of the criminal underworld? Well, it's a secret. No, yes, no, oh no, yeah, I don't, I don't know. It's kind of, I'm glad to have her back. I would rather they weren't doing the on again, off again, on again, off again thing. I was kind of a little bit like, oh, Jillian's gone. I was kind of like, okay, do not have him like lurking about in the background even, but yeah, just explained as
2: being he went back to London for no reason. Yeah, We're done with you anymore.
1: now. Leave.
2: <laughs> and no wells. There is no sign of Wells. Any kind of Wells.
1: There's not a Wells one, there's not a Wells two, there's not a no wells, wells 3. Oh, no no Wells, yeah. yeah. They're Wells less less Yeah,
2: but whatever, don't need to chuck him in right away. But again at the end of last season they did Harry was gonna be like helping out Team Flash. Um which maybe he is, maybe he's just Maybe he just went to get a pizza or something like that and everything happened while he was away. Um, Yeah, but the problem I had was... I mean, I had several problems, but one of the problems was as soon as Barry came back, like, Wally vanished. I mean, he was still there, but he'd vanished. He was practically gone. He he didn't say much after that point, and any scene he was in, he was just kind of there. And he commented on how fast Barry ran at one point, and that was it. So... I think I'll add a feature to my reviews called "Where's Wally? Yeah. Uh, where is he this episode?" Like because they absolutely don't care about doing anything with him.
1: I, I can tell where he is. He's standing in that sort of hub thing to the side the majority of the time, with yeah. no opportunity to chip in because there's nothing that Occasionally he. Occasionally, he
2: gets a line that could be given to anyone else.
1: Well, it's normally a line al- al- along the terms of, but Cisco, how does that work? <laughs> or explain that to me um, which is also occasionally thrown towards Iris and Joe uh, so that we the audience can get an explanation on the whiteboard um, or the transparent board or whatever it's called (laughs) the the, you can't really read this because this would be very impractical at a distance board um, that they scribble on, you know
2: yeah Uh, that's partially his function and it's a shame because I think there's Everything there for him to be a good character, and Keenan Lonsdale is very kind of committed to his character, it seems. You know, he's always engaging with fans on Twitter, he's always doing stuff, he, you know, he, he like, likes being in this show, and it's just the same, they're not giving him anything to do. You know, the, it was the idea of, ah, uh, we've got the useless Flash kicking about, so we need to get the real one back, and then as soon as the real one's back, it's, that's it, he's just there, and he doesn't do anything after that.
0: Hmm.
1: No, I, I agree with you, I, I, I think the, the guy does a good job of what he's given but he's not given very much to go on and I do think it's a problem with some of these shows that they have got so many central characters that it's difficult each season to give everyone something to work with, but he kind of has been very underserved in the last two really
2: Yeah, so they, they wanted to get Kid Flash in the show because they wanted to give him powers because it was, you know, it'd be a fun cliffhanger once, um or you have that arc where he has to save Iris' life, or you have this arc where he has to do this, or you have him flirting with Jesse, or any little thing that they ever had him do. But ultimately, if you try, if you removed all the stuff where Wally had powers, it wouldn't really change anything. Uh,
1: cause... Yeah, I mean, it. it it's, I, I, I see that they've kind of done it to give Barry someone to sort of teach and bestow his wisdom on, and. Be like, oh, look at you not doing it the correct way. I'll show you how to do this, and the kind of the elements of that. And now it's kind of like, I'll oh, run about and do your own thing, and you're still getting it wrong, but you'll get there, you know. Yeah, that's why it has
2: to be on Legends.
1: I, I think I think that would be a good fit. Now that you've said that, I'm like, yeah, I want to see him on Legends. I think it would give him a good, you know, it would give the character a bit of a boost out with the show. They've not got the time for him on. Uh, Flash, so give him a, a chance on Legends and then bring him back sort of more developed and give him a bit more work to do, yeah?
2: Yeah, although the the team is a bit more streamlined uh, what's her name, Joe's girlfriend who is like a third of his size uh, which makes it, their scenes together look kind of comically awkward because he is like twice as two, three times her size <laughs> you know, uh they seem to be getting on well. She might get more to do. She'll get more to do than Wally, which is perverse and um Yeah, it's just it was just kinda of naff, really. Uh there's some interesting stuff in there, but I don't I don't know what they'll do with it. I think I thought the thinker was alright, um, based on his three second appearance where, you know he's a, he looks like a borg drone or something in a chair. Um although the samuroid, which is hilarious Uh, as names go, was was pretty cool. And I quite like the idea that one-shot villains are just going to be that. They're literally manufactured to serve a purpose. Because every other time it's like, here's this guy. He was hit by the particle accelerator when he was robbing a fish store. And now he has fish powers. (laughs) You know? (laughs) It's all that kind of stuff. Oh yeah, and his wife's dead. That's why he steals things. Uh... Yeah, Barry, fight him, although he's just had some bad luck so you could try and talk him around. Oh, that didn't work. I'm just going to run fast and then stop him. Job done. But now that you've got all these robots that can take any form, they don't have a, need to have any personality. They just need to be a thing that the Flash and Kid Flash or the Flash and Vibe or the Flash and whoever else he's teaming up with this week can bring down without any kind of fear of hurting anybody or, or whatever. You know, they... It's fair enough, we're not going to bother trying to develop our side villains these days. job done but I, I, the bit
1: <laughs> the bit I don't understand yeah you know, I know the character's called the thinker and everything like that, but she they go back to him and they go and he goes, "What next boss Hmm, I'm thinking, and it's like but but surely the whole point was that you fought and then you had a plan, and now getting him back was part of the plan, and you already know steps two, three, four, and five, and six. Yeah, it's obviously
2: it's obviously wanting to get Barry back, and I suppose the Sameroid was meant to be the catalyst for that.
1: Yeah, but then, but then mm. the whole I'm thinking what we're going to do next. But it's like, no, you you have a plan, don't you? You didn't just bring him back. This this wasn't the whole plan, was it? Mm. Adrian what Chase was, was ten it? steps
2: uh, ahead at all times, and he yeah. wasn't even a genius. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> we've not even we've not even
1: come onto that uh, whopper <laughs> of a plan yet. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's it's one of those where you're like. Uh, I'm thinking now he's he's back, but uh, I'm, I'm plotting. I, I I may have plotted for another five minutes by the next episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: It's
1: like but well, you've gone back. It's like there was there was a plan there somewhere. It's
2: like uh, it's like the claw, you know, an Inspector Gadget. I'm just gonna I'll just do this again. Yeah, it's <laughs> fine.
1: I'm thinking because you need to know exactly who I am right now. Return <laughs>
2: well, we Power Rangers. It's like oh. right, how how are we going to bring down the Power Rangers this week. It's like I oh, know I'll send a monster. Uh, that doesn't work ever. I'll send another one, and yeah, I'll make it grow. But this one has a traffic light on its head. This will be different. So,
1: (laughs) yes, they will be dumbfounded. Take me to this Krispy Kreme, anyway. Is
2: it? uh, Yeah, I guess it could be like that. You know, where it's just a a literal assembly line of villains (laughs) that just keep coming after them, and it. And these android stuff that you know they, they just fight against
1: every last, week. And... Yes, last time it was a samurai. This
2: time the samurai
1: shall be half an inch taller. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's a thing. Although if you can add some him... lightning and stuff in the background, there it will sound way more impressive. But in the meantime, it's yeah. but
2: having having androids is kind of it's kind of counterproductive in terms of creating drama and tension because part of it is the Flash does not want to kill this guy because he's just a guy who has superpowers, so he deserves to be imprisoned. Let's not kill him. Fine. But when you've got androids, it's like, I'm just going to run in at my even more impossibly fast speed and throw lightning at him. The Several
1: end. times. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the, the only twist way that you could really get back at Barry is you throw so many disposable samurai at him that he just starts sort of throwing lightning about automatically Is like the default position when he gets confronted by a bunch of samurai. And then you get several human henchmen dressed as samurai and Barry zaps a load of them and then feels incredible guilt for at least two episodes.
2: Or um, all he does is grab a set of screwdrivers, run in, and dismantle them all in the blink of an eye, then write an essay on the subject. Because he's that fast now, apparently. Yeah. And that was a cool fight sequence, though, where he was chasing the samurai. Yeah, through through the, all the
1: wind new, newly installed wind farm.
2: <laughs> yeah, that was weird. Oh, you know what else is out there? A wind farm, you know. Yeah. But even then, I, the the physics of that fight kind of threw me because what you had there was a samurai flying. If Barry truly was that fast, how fast was that bloody thing flying?
1: Yeah, I mean, there's there's odd bits. I mean, I, I have the same issue with Arrow, but there's some of the fight choreography stuff in Flash. Now there was a lot of combat stuff in in this week's episode, but there was in Arrow where the position of people in fights changed without reason or without explanation yeah. between cuts and it seemed very disjointed and a similar thing happened here and I'm trying to remember I think it was in the final fight where sort of positions all shuffled about somehow without making sense but anyway we'll we'll come on to that later <laughs> but I'm sure it happened here as well. And I was like, what's going on with this? And I do, I I kind of agree with you that the flash is supposed to be very, very fast. He's supposed to be able to outrun and outmaneuver bullets. Surely he can disassemble a robot samurai. And the same applies to Wally, who was somehow put down by the samurai, (laughs) uh, the robot samurai in the first place. And I was like, how did that just happen? And, why and how and this is, you know surely it should have escalated to the point of 20 robot samurai at least yeah. uh, and then like, oh and now Wally's KO'd on the floor don't you just take <laughs> on that samurai you know, but no that's not how yeah. it happened, he got taken out by one robot samurai
2: yeah it's, I don't know uh, maybe, the, maybe, the, maybe there is no saving it uh, I will say that the show was a bit lighter in tone Yes. Uh, although Well, at least the second half was. The first half was very, Barry's gone and we're all really upset. But the, there was, the there second was, half... There was, was
1: elements was, of that, but they were still uh, kind of joking about when they came in. They were still doing that. And if they've got the team, the proper team, back together, all the missings are wells now, really, then, yeah, they could rescue it. There's just, I, I think they've now overpowered the heroes or the power the hero is already very, 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 very powerful, which makes it difficult to come up with a decent villain who isn't a speedster. Yeah. So I'm interested to see where they'll go. I'm not going to It's also
2: difficult to come up with a decent villain who is a speedster. Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um you know. It's yeah, we'll see we'll see what happens. Same rule applies as I've applied to all the other shows. I'm not going to judge the entire of a season based on this episode, but, you know. No,
2: this was very much an epilogue to season three, yeah. as in the, let's undo season three. Let's just, you know, let's just forget ever happened. Let's get it back. Let's reset the show a little bit. Um, and we'll see Barry have a bit more fun, hopefully. Uh, I think the current episode, which has probably already aired by the time I get this bloody thing edited, uh, yeah. and already been seen, and I'm already hating it on the internet, so who knows? But the, I think this, Next run of episodes are the real first episodes of the current seasons because they're the ones that will hopefully spin off in another direction and and show us what we're prepared for to see you know for the rest of the season oh anyway. okay, yeah, no more lingering on the past. Let's just get on with it, yeah, we're Move all about forward. the
1: future, yeah, five months to six months into the future,
2: <laughs> okay, yeah.
1: yeah,
2: so are we done with flash?
1: yeah, why not?
2: Cool, okay. Mm-hmm. So now onto the final of our returning DC lineup is Arrow, and I am opening up the stopwatch.
1: I am totally not going to fit this into sixty seconds. By the way, we'll see how far into my stream of consciousness we get.
2: Okay, we'll, we'll see if it's less than forty-five minutes. That'd be nice. <laughs> so now, just for Chrissy's recap, which is the episode, <laughs> just watch it. <laughs> and, <laughs> yeah. Okay, I will count you down: three, two, one engage.
1: Five months later, the arrow is doing his thing, Diggle's there, and Rene has a groovy new costume. A disposable villain launches a missile, and Curtis somehow propels one of his ball spear things fast enough to divert it over the water, and save the day! Hooray! Flashback to the island before the epically massive kill everybody explosion how's the team going to survive? Oliver tells him about a boat, Slade runs to save himself and the rest of the team decide to hide in the conveniently placed plane full of highly flammable jet fuel all apart from the mum who runs into the jungle pursued by fear the team regroup at the lair in the present timeline thing and Felicity is there because she survived and she's brought burgers for everyone, not only that but the on again, off again relationship is half on, half off, half on again Uh, Oliver goes home and there's his former nanny, now William's nanny, because William is now living with him, and he's not fitting in yet, but he's playing video games and refusing to call him Dad. And that's about as far as I can get in 60 seconds. Let's continue. Meanwhile, at the police station, Hi, Dinah is alive because she survived, and she's interrogating the a disposable villain who we caught at the beginning before she has to run off and find Quentin, who's also alive, but in a bar. Uh, while she skips work, the disposable villain manages to escape while blowing up the entire police station, But who's it for Evil Laurel, who is also alive? (laughs) The flashback to the island and Oliver hunts for his friends and finds Slade, who's alive, who lets him know that Nyssa is alive, but Fia is. And now we're back in the present again, and they've found Evil Laurel and the team try to apprehend her. But Renee gets shot because Diggle now has lousy aim and misses a henchman and somehow stops the... And that somehow stops any of the four remaining team members from grabbing the at that moment incapacitated evil laurel, so she escapes alive again, flashback and fears dead, not dead the mum 's alive and but now she 's dead and tells <laughs> Oliver to take care of William, and then she's i don 't know she 's maybe alive, maybe dead uh, flashback and evil laurel was alive and held. Dinah to ransom and Quentin shoots her, but we know she's alive because we've seen her. Um, she's planning we're to approaching attack two and a half minutes here. Congratulations. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the team rushed to protect it, but it's a ruse because she's actually going to blow up Oliver's porous fortress. Uh, but she escapes the fortress because Quentin this time doesn't want to shoot her. I don't know. He shot her the first time. She doesn't think. And also, people vanish during the fight. That doesn't make sense. And in the aftermath, we discover that one of Curtis's Ball swear things are missing, and uh, that's all wrapped up neatly. And Oliver goes home to sort out his family life, which he takes one step forward with just before Felicity calls and tells him his cover's blown again. And that is about as much as I could narrow it down to.
2: Two minutes fifty-one seconds. Yeah. <laughs> wow, it's hard I covered
1: it, it all though. You sure did. Yeah. yeah. I, yeah. I, I didn't miss anything in there. It you made, made it s- sound
2: like something actually happened.
1: Yeah, I mean, there was <laughs> a, there was a, there was a lot of revealing what happened and didn't happen and did happen but didn't happen, and yeah, wow, what will, a disappointing that, opener.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I will say that I did like the way that they handled and reintroducing all the characters. So what you had was this hanging question of who's, you know, who's dead and who's alive. So the first person you see is Oliver, who you already know survived. Yeah. And then you see Diggle, it's like, yeah, Diggle's not dead. And then uh, you see Curtis, who, not Curtis. No, uh, Renee. You see Renee, he has his new costume. And then you see Curtis, who has a really, like, snazzy musical cue for his intro. That was yeah. really cool. And the guy that I interviewed, who has plans for his, or he has plans that he would like to see his character fulfill throughout the season. Ooh. So I'll bang the gong there. Uh,
1: And insert sound of
0: gong here. Yes.
2: So, yeah, and the way they did that, they just kept doing that throughout the episode. It was just, I mean, some of the introductions weren't quite as uh, bombastic as the others. Like Quentin was sitting in a bar looking for a reason not to drink, for instance. He paid for all those drinks and he's not going to drink them.
1: Yeah, they're for decorative purposes. Um, I liked the way they did it. I didn't like the number of survivors.
2: It made (laughs) Adrian's plan feel a bit inconsequential.
1: It made that entire climax and wait for the resolution rubbish. Um, I don't feel tricked. I kind of just feel disappointed. I was expecting a nice... Radical change, a bit of a switcheroo But we kind of see the fact That this has had zero impact Whatsoever And the solution to the problem apparently Was a plane full of Flammable fuel Um,
2: Yeah I didn't get that, the plane will protect us No it won't
1: The plane plane will not protect you That island was laced From top to bottom with explosives That plane is full of fuel Don't get on the plane, bang You're dead Uh, Unless they make this, like, some sort of thing where they all wake up and it turns out they're in heaven, then uh, I have no idea what's happened there. Because the only people (laughs) that appears to impact, you've got Fia, who's in a coma, Mm -hmm. and until I see the headless corpse of the mother, I'm presuming that she might also be in a coma. um, Because she was still walking about and alive until she collapsed in front of Oliver.
2: Ah but she uh, she was doing dramatic TV dying where she gets to say one last meaningful statement before
1: Fear death was takes already her. on the ground if anyone had a chance of a paramedic saving their life at that point it was the mum not Fear therefore the mum must still be in a coma surely and that is going to pop up at some point because she she's alive surely you cannot have Fear lying there motionless and in bits and somehow only be in a coma. I, I don't get it. I no, mean, I know it's forget. making me... Yeah, is
2: saved by the uh, by the yes, the wonder of a series regular contract. Yeah. <laughs> so Samantha is not.
1: I thought you were going to say the fact that she's got some sort of magic potion or something. Um, well, that would be handy, wouldn't that it? That would be useful if someone Has anyone had anyone got any
2: Lazarus juice?
1: Has anyone got a surprise Malcolm Merlin appearance to resurrect uh, Fia? Has anyone got that? Has anyone put money on that yet? (laughs) Who could get her out of a coma with magic and potions and stuff and things? Um, um, John
2: Constantine! Constantine, yeah. (laughs)
1: Um, Yeah, I I know I'm making it sound brutal that I'm wanting mutilated corpses and things. Maybe that's a bit too strong. However, I was wanting there to be an actual impact to the end of this apart from Diggle having slightly wobbly aim. and well, the,
2: the weirdest thing is, he seems to be, like... I mean, he's injured. Of, he's, he's hiding an injury of some sort. But also, he seems to be, like, rattled by the whole thing. He's visibly shaken. Which, like... Diggle's been through weirder crap than this. Yeah. He's, uh... If, if he was going to collapse mentally, he would have done it by now. You know, so... And also,
1: they're going five months later or whatever the time the time thing was and i'm like surely this has exhibited itself now before five months this is not the first time that they've been in a shoot 'em up and he's had lousy aim surely not surely this isn't like a five month time delayed this is the first time that i'm experiencing this i can't believe one of my team members almost died because of my lousy aim i'm not going out in the field again yeah um and if he was having that issue, I don't know why he wouldn't raise it with everyone else, because he's had the honesty before. He's been honest with people. It's not like Flash that we've talked about before, where they all sort of seem to hold their secrets. A lot of them pretty much will confess to someone within an episode. Be it him well, talking Diggle's to all of them. usually encouraging you know?
2: people to speak up.
1: Yeah. So I find that a bit I find that a bit off. I mean, I just kind of feel that that was such an epic way to leave the last season with that entire island explosion leading you having a question mark over everyone's head, despite the fact, in my heart of hearts, I probably knew that 99.99%... Or even 120% of people would be coming back from that island, because I'm sure in flashbacks we'll discover there were other people that were there at the time.
2: <laughs> well, um, there was, there
1: was, 100% uh, of the island survived. Well, there uh, was,
2: uh, what's, you know, what's her name? Evelyn, she was in a cage. Uh, there's the Al Ghul sisters.
1: Yeah, well, you, you already hear that Talia's running about somewhere. Yeah. Or not Talia, Nissa. Yeah. Nissa. Uh, Slade says he's seen Nissa. So, yeah. you, you know that she's around, alive already. No doubt the sister must be. I, yeah. I'm guessing. They've not, they're not just going to write that she's snuffed it, so she's going to pop up. Yeah, um, well. yeah. You know, like well. Like I say with mutilated corpses, it's normally the sci-fi rule that until you see the corpse <laughs> 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 and a genuinely mutilated corpse... Uh, preferably being slowly put into an incinerator. Then there's no way they're coming back. But sci-fi, they never write that. They yeah. always write, "Oh, they're definitely dead." Well, you should go back and check. No, they're dead. No, I'm pretty. Sure I know. I'm right. pretty sure you should go back and check if there's a pulse. No, no. I'm convinced they're dead. No, seriously. Can you go back? Oh, the body's moved. No, they're, <laughs> no. They're they're dead. But, I mean, you know, we're here, and we're not going to be leaving any time soon. I mean, you could go back and look for the No, no, they're pretty sure they're dead. I mean, the boat's not going to arrive for hours. You could just go, no, 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 no. I'm not... I mean, you know, we could even make the boat wait. I mean, look at us. We're not going to be running anywhere. We just blew up in a plane. No, I'm not going to run back and check. I mean, there's, there's no need. There's no need. I'm not going to take a list or a register or anything. I'm going to assume they're all dead. All perfectly dead. There's no way they're going to turn up in about five to six months time yeah it's like oh come on
2: (laughs) (laughs) tell you what though i'm really enjoying Dinah so far she is like she's all kinds of competent and she's you know she's a confidant to diggle she's a confidant to quentin she's you know she's cutting about during these situations like actually looking at stuff she's like she's got her stuff together she does uh Yes, I mean the character's still fairly ill-defined. Uh, she's still kind of defined by Quentin talks to her, or Diggle talks to her. So there's there's still work to do there. But I'm interested. I think it, I think she's a good addition. Plus, you've got this, the the jewel of the canaries that seems to be going to happen <laughs> every episode.
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, the jewel of the canaries is pretty good. I, I I agree with you. She seems very competent. She seems like a good addition to the team. Um, I do think there's elements there where you know of our sort of running off to go and find Quentin instead of just sorting out this guy that's about to crack and break out and you know it's like I'm conveniently going to leave so that your plan can be completed um, see you later I, I will leave I, <laughs> I will leave you with this policeman that I have talked to for the first time I think he actually gets some lines in this episode who's been sort of hanging about in the police station for quite a while I'm like oh they've started talking to him Oh, he's dead. Close to can dead. I get a kind of Maybe coke. Dead.
2: Uh, probably not. No.
1: No. No. I think you can it have it. water, and and as soon as you start doing something creepy, I'm going to take my gun out and shoot you in your head before you complete <laughs> whatever dastardly thing you're about to do. No. Oh no. No. Actually, when I said I was going to do that, I'm going to sit back and watch what is blatantly an escaped attempt, and go, "What is that guy doing? How weird is he?" Um, yeah. I I don't know. I okay. I always find it weird.
2: I've said it before, I think Katie Cassidy is great as evil Laurel. Um I don't know what to call her in the reviews yet, Earth Two Laurel. It's all takes text- Evil Laurel.
1: Right. I went for Evil Laurel in the sixty second recap, so just go for that. Evil until, laurel until she proves to t- not quite be evil laurel.
2: Um, yeah. But But it seems like she's gonna be like a recurring menace, which is quite cool. Although she's gone back to henchman status, clearly.
1: Yeah, I mean, I was a bit gutted when I found out that she was a henchman. I would I would have liked for it to have lasted maybe another couple of episodes of her turning up and them being like, oh, going to take her out and and sort of that. But instead, it kind of went along the lines of uh, um, I'm not going to, you know, I'm just, I'm not just a henchman, but you kind of like, oh, I, I thought it was all her plan and this is her getting her own back and sort of now it was like, no, no, she's kind of under someone's rule, and you're like, oh,
2: rubbish. And the bit where Quentin is like, she's my daughter as far as I'm concerned. It's like, she's not, I can understand why you think that because you're a simple guy.
1: Oh, she looks looks like your daughter, she sounds like your daughter, but you've already shot her once in the chest. Yes. At this point... It did nothing. It didn't make her bleed. And it did nothing. At this point, I would recommend you shoot her in the leg so that she can't escape and then hand her over to someone else. And that way, you don't kill your daughter, but you stop her completing her plan, and therefore save the day. However, we need an entire season for you to work out that's not your daughter, and every time that you come face to face with her, she's now going to escape, which is yeah, swell.
2: Yeah, and they, they didn't do much with Felicity, other than she might be in a relationship with Oliver again, might not be, who knows? Yeah, Who cares?
1: But on again, off again, on again, yeah. off again, on, on, off again. But there was
2: but there was one um one part I did quite like where she said, "Do you want to talk about William?" And Oliver was like, "Yes, because usually he doesn't want to do that. you know usually he wants to internalize everything, so
1: yeah it was like Oliver a,
2: is growing as a person
1: there, there was a bit of growth there. I did like that. Do you want to talk about it? yes but not now?" and yeah don't have for me and yeah I, I kind of like that. It's like he's he's moving somewhere doing that i I mentioned this in the flash bit, and I'm going to bring it up here. The fight choreography in this seemed off. In this episode, the two two stood out for me. The one was where they kind of blow up the truck and they, they take down the, the truck, which was transporting I don't know what somewhere. <laughs> and and the fight in the, the Porous Fortress, um, where people move between cuts without physically moving. So there will be three people facing the villain, stopping their route of escape. The camera angle will switch to behind them, and none of the free people are there anymore. They've vanished in without a trace, or they are running towards, all three together, towards the group of villains, but suddenly they split off and they're all being taken down one by one. In One behind the truck, one to the side of the truck, one over the back. Which I didn't when I, I think I need to watch it back to see if I'm missing moves here. But it seemed like there were entire bits of the fight that they had deleted and thought they had got away with, which don't now make sense. Yeah. Uh, whether the scenes were going on too long, so they went, right, we're going to delete that punch, that punch, that punch, and that move, and therefore it just seems disjointed. But there were whole bits where I was like, w- where's that person gone? There was one particular fight uh, bit in the fight in the lair where Curtis takes down someone, turns round, sees Laurel heading towards him. You see, I think it's... um, Renee and Dana at the back, then turn. But as Laurel runs, Curtis has now disappeared. (laughs) And you're like, well, Curtis was blatantly in the way because Curtis just turned, faced her and said, Oh, no. We've cut one scene, the scene's cut back, and he's vanished. He's not in our way anymore. He's not mm. even, he's not even a stumbling block towards her getting out of the door. It's like, what's, what's happened there? How's that? You know, there was whole bits like that that happened in this episode that was kind of like, where did this go wrong? Because it used to be one of the things in, a, in Arrow that you could count on was that the, yeah. the fight scenes worked. Now, I don't know whether I just need to watch them back to see manoeuvres, but it just
2: seemed there was whole chunks missing I didn't notice that myself, but I did watch it at six in the morning so you know, it was like, now they fight fight, 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 fight,
1: and, fight and, and now they fight, and now they escape and they yeah. get away, and also you know, that is no longer a fortress, everyone can get in there
2: yeah, it's like you know, people are leaving reviews on Yelp and stuff now <laughs> The bunker.
1: Not, no, it's
2: TripAdvisor
1: and it's tagged on Google Maps. It's yeah.
2: um, four yeah. stars. Easy to get into. One star. Moody inhabitants.
1: You know, I'm just wanting to say, I, I live in a two-bedroom flat, and not once has it been invaded by assassins. However, Oliver's Lair, several times. Um, so oh, on I a get, ratio, get, my
2: flat is more secure. Just in and out of here all the bloody time.
1: Well, I heard sure that about I. your place, but you know, my my place is a fortress in comparison to there. It's unbelievable. Um, yeah, I was kind of like, how how does someone break into that layer without getting noticed every time? Um, and
2: It's we, kind of on like a main road, because it was his like campaign office. I mean, it's not being used anymore, but you would see people coming in and out of the front door, surely.
1: Yeah, but I was more thinking from the point of view that someone throws a grenade, however, the lift doors were shut, and no one gets out of the lift <laughs> until after the grenade has went off and surprise diggle and you're like how did that happen how did as soon as someone got in the building did something not go someone's went in the front door <laughs> you know there's somebody in the lift the lift <laughs> is now on the ground floor even in a hotel the blimmin lift goes ding I, i'm just saying
2: <laughs> it's
1: like uh, you know maybe you should trigger something or go there and it seemed kind of predictable that the lair was going to get hit as soon as they went, Diggle is going to stay behind Diggle, with his now completely rubbish aim, not able to hit someone two foot in front of his face is uh, you know, is defender of the place, but everyone got over there pretty quick, so I don't I don't know about you saying it being on the main road, but it's next to like the hyperloop or something <laughs> uh, because they were able to get from town hall to the, the campaign office really quick
2: Star City is like one street with everything on it <laughs> it's like a Hollywood movie set. Well, oh, wait.
0: <laughs>
2: yeah. Um, I don't know. It's. I mean, it's fine. There's always these kind of inconsistencies and things when you when you're doing an action adventure show. And you know, I think um, I think they got more right than they got wrong in this episode in terms of character stuff because it was you know the on one thing on one hand I would have liked to see some kind of consequences that thin out the you know the legion of the team Arrow now is. You know um uh, cause it's a lot of people on that small team, but uh on one hand it might have been interesting for the consequences to have kicked in, but on the other hand it means you lose some pretty good characters, they're all good in their own way, you know they're they're all watchable and they're all interesting
1: i I agree with you it's it's a big big team, and I agree with you, it would have been a loss any any one of those characters dropping out is a loss to the show because they're good and they have spent a season or a couple of seasons good seasons developing them however that's the kind of loss that shows what the consequences are
2: yeah no i agree at the moment uh... at the
1: moment there was a huge plot last year a big conniving scheming plot that was woven into the very fabric of the show that has spanned the whole timeline of yeah showing that there's consequences to oliver's actions now, granted, Fia's in a coma, but I'm under no illusions that she's going to wake from that at some point. And putting on home music over it isn't consequences. Yeah. And I would have liked to have seen there being a consequence to this.
2: Well, the only consequence is that Oliver has to look after his son now, which is an interesting dynamic so far. I think the moment between them where he's like, yeah, I'll watch the game with you, Dad, is... Isn't quite well, he doesn't say dad. But you know what I mean. He might as well have. Yeah. It wasn't quite earned because clearly William has spent six months being terrified of this guy. Um, and begs the question why he doesn't just tell someone. No, uh, It's
1: it's a yes, I'm having William's a consequence, but it's also another bit that I don't quite understand because there was a line in there somewhere about oh he's got grandparents. Why, why is he not with the grandparents? Oh, he's got grandparents, but we don't know how to contact him. We're able to trace anyone on the planet. We have satellites and we've been able to find villain's lairs. We cannot find these two grandparents for the life of us. I have tried Google. It has not worked. I was going to ask Felicity. She's very busy out buying burgers. So I'm just going to keep them for now. <laughs>
2: Well, Samantha's phone got smashed in the explosion, you know, it's...
1: Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I mean, we've, we've seen them recover data off of worse devices. Why don't you go back and get her phone? No, no, I'm pretty sure she's dead. Um, it seems like she's
2: the kind of person to have an address book in her house.
1: It, it's, I... Yeah, I get I get their dying thing was you take care of William, and I'm like, okay, that's fine, yeah, that's, that's fine, however, in Oliver's case, I'd be like, I am not the right person to take care of William, grandparents, this is William,
0: (laughs) you already know him, he already knows you,
1: I am not the killer, I get that for a character point of view, and for a bit of a story and everything, it works, however, in my head, I'm like, this wouldn't happen, this would fall to pieces, but, you know,
2: well, it's a sign of Arrow growing up a little bit, isn't it? Now, Oliver Queen is a father, he has response So he's the mayor, he's a father, he's a vigilante. And I wonder if, like, the, the conversation he has with Slade, where Slade was like, you know, we both live in different worlds or whatever it is, two different worlds, we're two different people. Uh, that sentiment, whatever that sentiment was, it was, you know, this, essentially, we live two lives and you can't do that forever. And we're both fathers. And you can't live two lives and be an effective father forever you can do it for a while but not forever so I'm getting the impression that maybe the next time we see Slade he might be throwing maybe giving up the vigilante lark you know he might just uh you know hang up his armor and cool face mask thing um and it could be a a hint that Oliver Queen might be heading the same way because Oliver. Um, Oliver has been through a lot, getting to the point where his life is changing. It might get to the point where the city doesn't really need the Green Arrow anymore because he's he's succeeding in saving it, um, to the point where normal law enforcement is fine, um, which is is one thing. Um, so, and Stephen Amell, let's face it, the guy's not getting any younger, and you can't do these kind of stunts for your for the rest of your life. So it might get to the point where Arrow works up to an arc of ending itself, or at least ending the Stephen Amela's lead thing. Because I think Willow Holland has a deep enough character and enough talent to take the lead on the show. I legitimately think that.
1: I agree with you that it could be a sign of it developing building. I I don't know. I mean, it would be interesting for them to try and lead it with someone else, but I think when your thing's been built on that for so long, it's going to be tough. Oh, it'd be a challenge. And also with the bombshell that they've thrown in at the end, just before the East Ender-style dumf, 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 da <laughs> um, You know, if he's now revealed or whatever, then his mayorship is pretty much canned, so <laughs> what's going to happen there? And... You know. that,
2: there's no way that'll um, there's no way that'll have hugely lasting consequences. Not no. in the same way. Uh, I think that I mean they had him outed before, and everybody seems to have forgotten about it. But there's the the scope for an arc there that they could play with. Because what you could have is divided public opinion, right? You know, Green Arrow's are mayor, awesome, or Green Arrow's are mayor, holy crap. You know, you could have the two schools of thought, and you could have the city divided on what they think of this whole thing. So. Uh, and the question is, do more people support him as Green Arrow uh, than they do as Oliver Queen? And um, who knows? But yeah, that that would kill his political career. But in Arrow, he can date his a journalist who's like covering his campaign. So who knows? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it doesn't seem to be. It doesn't seem to adhere to logic. Let's put it that way, and not not traditional logic anyway, um, or even comic book logic sometimes. But at the end of the day, I think, I honestly think it'll be, I have proof that this photograph was faked, and that'll be it. Instead of, pub, the public are divided in what they mm. think of the Green Arrow, and, and you could have this thing where um, half the city believe it and half don't, or whatever, you know, they, they did that with Daredevil in the comics, where his identity was outed and people just didn't believe it. Uh, although I don't know how you could not believe that, that Oliver's the Green Arrow.
1: Yeah, not by this point, within
2: the amount of times. Turns out the Green Arrow, he's kind of standing in better lit places these days. He clearly has stubble on his chin. Uh, and, yes, he may wear a hood, but, you know, that's clearly Oliver Queen.
1: Yeah, I think so. Yeah. It's... yeah, I, I don't... I don't know. I mean, I, I'm applying the same rule as I have mentioned and at the beginning of the podcast, and for every other thing, I'm not going to judge the rest of the season based on this. I'm just going to say that I was really disappointed in the fact that yes, there are consequences. They were not the consequences that I wanted. I wanted it to be wider-ranging. I've not done that. Fair enough. I like the characters. I like seeing those characters back. However, it kind of Nulls me to if they're going to build up at the end of this and they're going to get to the mid season and then they're going to be a big like, Oh my god, who's going to survive? Oh, they're all going to survive, aren't they? You know, that's pretty much it now. They are invincible. Um, so by the end of this, when they build it up to yet another, Oh my god, who's it going to be? Uh, They're all alive. It's fine. It's, I'm just going to resign myself to that now. Don't, don't, don't bother putting the effort into those writers because we now just don't believe you. Um, At this point, a nuclear blast can hit the city, and I'm pretty sure they'd all walk out of it, going, "Oh my god!" Oh, you know, not even a bit of dust on their shoulders <laughs> at that point. Going, uh, "Oh, thank God, that was close." Can you imagine? Oh yeah, <laughs> thank God, thank God, we held, we, we held ourselves up in that petrol station. Yeah. <laughs> it was the safest place to be. Um, um, <laughs> yeah, you know, it's quick.
2: Uh, open the door to the nuclear reactor. We'll be safe in there. Yes, there's already radiation in there. It won't, it what yeah does?
1: it's radiation proof because there's already radiation in it <laughs> oh that's swell let's jump in no i'm gonna go outside superpowers i need to go and check if i fed the dog no don't go outside oh i wonder if they're gonna survive <laughs> yeah it's um yeah it's...
2: i'm going to say something that's very controversial and the internet will probably savage me for it but i'm prepared oh. i wish felicity had died oh how could you because, and I have a valid reason for it, might be valid. I don't know. All you Felicity fans out there, I used to like the character. She has long since outlived her usefulness as far as I'm concerned. I think that all she exists to do now is possibly get back together with Oliver, possibly not get back together with Oliver, type on some keyboards, and not much else. She doesn't do much else. She's holding the show back because preventing Oliver from moving on to someone else um, if <laughs> that's what he says at the end of his monologue mm. as well uh, or something else Yeah, it, it prevents him from from moving on if he's always been like but maybe one day Felicity will forgive me about lying about this son that now lives with me and I raise them yeah. but I honestly think her death would have been the one with most impact because she's a fan favourite character um, of course she would get the the uh, the keyboard warriors who would be like, I can't believe they killed Felicity. I'm never watching this show again. And then next week, I can't believe they she's still dead. I'm still watching this crap, and and it'll keep going. Uh, I season. I agree with you. I
1: like I say it needs to be consequences. It needs to be Diggle or Felicity or Fia. No, not Diggle. Or, Diggle um, is amazing. I I like Diggle. I didn't want it. I don't want it to be Diggle. I would prefer it to be Felicity, but it. It, there needs to be consequences at this point. It has been running for so long, and we have seen so many people pop back up that you're like, there are no consequences in this universe. They live in the universe where they live forever.
2: Um,
0: Everyone
1: who's
2: died has come back. Every single person.
1: Yeah, pretty pretty much. I mean, don't get me wrong. There's family members and all that sort of stuff. But for the core the core team, the the, the team Arrow, they
2: all are right, the parents, They've not come back. Yeah.
1: You've had parents and friends and boyfriends and all that sort of stuff. None of them none of them have come back. But the core Team Arrow, once you're on Team Arrow, you are invincible. Um, don't get me wrong, you will occasionally end up in hospital. However, you will survive.
2: <laughs> or you may be dead for an episode or two, but you'll be back.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, we'll think you're dead. It's not that you're dead. We'll just think and act like you are. But, yeah. you know, you'll be alive. And
2: Laurel is still dead, but she's... Yeah. Evil.
1: And but but there. But, but she's somehow Earth two. Yeah. Somehow I have the horrible feeling there's gonna be some sort of horrific redemption arc in this. But um in the meantime, okay, they're back. I do not forgive them for the fact that there were zero consequences of that epically massive explosion. That world ending explosion on that island, there were no consequences. So what the hell were you playing at? Why did you make me watch an entire season building up to that? Why did you make me wait to find out they bloody survived? Uh, <laughs> I now do not believe you whenever you put anyone in peril because they are all invincible.
2: Yeah, it's an accurate summation. I, you know, yeah. I, I, I there was just, good stuff in there, but I was disappointed by the climax. Uh, the, the, resolution. the resolution, not the climax. The um, yeah, Clima- is-
1: climax was great. The resolution after the climax was rubbish.
2: Although I mean I could say that about all four of these shows, uh, I think that brings us in a segue of a wrap up. Yep. You know the final thought. Uh, I think all of these shows had potential that they didn't fulfil with the return. Supergirl probably was the most meandering uh, because you know the the ending right Monel's gone, but everything else is okay. So there wasn't really anywhere to go for other characters other than set up stuff for them. Uh, New stuff for them. So that's fine. Uh, Kara still has her lingering heartache to deal with. Um, Legends of Tomorrow. Time's broken. Oh, not anymore. It's fine. Uh, Flash. Barry's gone. He's back. Oh, he's mental. No, he's fine. (laughs) There's the summary I should have went with. (laughs) Uh, And Arrow is, everyone might be dead. Everyone is not dead. Here is this guy, this guy, this guy, this guy, this guy. Thea's in a coma. She'll be back.
1: Uh, I, I agree with you. It's pretty much my summation of all these and why I am not judging the rest of the season. They have been wrap-ups of the previous episodes, and they have all pretty much wrapped it up within the first five minutes of the episode and been mostly disappointing <laughs> outcomes. Yes. So I look forward to the proper plots for this season kicking off in the next episodes and just forgetting what they built us up to in the last one.
2: Well, we kind of got a faceless villain, Um, you know. Yeah, I mean,
1: in all, I'm I'm talking about all of them in a summation here. I know we've we've been introduced to a couple of new villains. We've been introduced to sort of the new premise and stuff. We know who's around and we know what's going on. But um, yeah, I, I think it'll all properly kick off hopefully next week.
2: Or this week, or whenever you listen to this, last week, or two weeks ago. Last early? week, yeah. or in a few ah, months'
1: so well. time. Or, yeah. Um,
2: yeah. Time travel. Ooh. Time travel. <laughs> yeah. Interestingly, I found out that yesterday, in calendar day, 15th of uh, October 2017, is the future date that Clark Kent went to in the 200th episode of Smallville. There we go. If you Ooh. didn't see Smallville, then you don't care. But I care. Always hold on to Smallville, is what I say. It's also a line in the final episode. I loved Smallville. Uh, if it wasn't for Smallville, we wouldn't have these shows, for better or for worse. There we go. Uh, do you have anything else to say about any of the other sh- any of the shows, or are you content that you've vented quite enough?
1: I'm content. I've vented. I've hit my desk off the table a few times. I think I'm feeling hit slightly your desk better. Desk off the table. Wow. Hit my desk off the table. <laughs> hit, my, hit my head off the desk <laughs> off the table. Um, so yeah, I think I'm. I think I'm done. Cool.
2: Me too. Uh, let's just hope. Let's just hope for some watchable television. Um, you know, uh, even if not, we've got the Gifted. That's really good. Stay tuned for our podcast of the Gifted at some point, or just read my reviews. Um, yeah, but I like the Gifted. Is that you're bang
1: your gong again, your self self referential gong?
2: Yes. I, I like to create editing nightmares for myself. Yeah, it's not much of a nightmare. It's alright, but yeah, I don't. I don't have anything else to add. Um, Apart from all those gong
1: sound effects, you've got gongs. to add all the gongs and, po-
2: and possibly some kind of top of the pop style countdown music. I don't know.
1: Oh, it's not top of the pop style It's it's very much quiz showy stuff with a few pop seconds the at the tops. beginning. Pop pop of the tops of the of the desk off the table.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, cool. So uh, I reckon we will do a podcast on the crossovers, the, cross- the two night crossover event uh, in mm. a few weeks. Uh, probably we did that last year; it went mm. well enough. We could do that again if you're agreeable.
1: Yeah, let's let's see if I've uh, survived and kept watching for then.
2: I imagine you will. Have. If
1: I have followed through my threat of deleting shows, because there's a lot, <laughs> there's a lot of choice out there now. There's a lot of choice.
2: There is, and you're just watching all of them. at the moment I mean we all know Inhumans wins every week anyway Uh, why should we watch anything else that is true Yeah, Inhumans don't watch it, it's rubbish but (laughs) Uh, no, but it's fine but yes um, crossover, two night event in November Uh, Arrow moves to a Monday night for one week Supergirl starts it Arrow continues it then it's flashing legends the next day so it's a four episode thing. Hopefully it will actually be a four episode thing this year instead of a it's three episodes with other characters that come in and out of stuff and there's aliens occasionally you know that's um, I'm really hopeful that it will feel like a proper event story where all the characters have a significant part to play.
0: Hmm.
1: Isn't aliens occasionally the new Ridley Scott film?
2: Let's, shh, don't encourage him he'll just make another one <laughs> Alien Covenant crap by the way don't watch it uh, yeah. can we have the uh,
1: referential gong while Craig oh. puts a link to that review in the show notes on this show note, the on show notes deploy the gong Bring in the gong, guys! Bring it back. <laughs> can you can you hear that? That's the sound of a reversing lorry. Bring in the gong, guys! Bring it in. <laughs> let, 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 let them bang the, the differential gong. There you go. That's that, that's more sound effects for you, there, Craig. Just sing yeah. and then
2: great thanks or edited out completely either or yeah well we'll see either one's work just saying yeah i don't know when i'm gonna get this uploaded but we'll try yeah uh, we'll, <laughs> we'll try and have it semi on time i don't know but yeah i mean i've got to catch a flight in the morning to uh... <laughs> see you at the airport buddy Aye, that's it. When's our flight leave? In like ten minutes.
1: It's fine. Are we going to uh, Witherspoons this time, or are we going to use Cafe Nero? I, I can't decide. I'm kind of fed no, no, up with no. both the amount of times we're in that airport now.
2: Airport, I'm sick of airport pints. Ah, oh, yeah, it's
1: just not
2: good. <laughs> yes, um, for legal reasons, I have to say this. No, uh, cool. So I think we're done. Um, I don't have anything else on the shows. The episodes were all pretty un- unmemorable. I miss the days where I was excited to watch these things every week. I really do. They weren't that long ago either.
1: Um. I uh, yeah. I'm, I'm. In summary, I, I'm not going to judge the rest of the seasons by these episodes. They're pretty much wrapping up and confirming who's alive, dead, different, back, yeah. explain away the endings of the other stuff. So, yeah, we'll I'll see where it goes from here. I'm going to end up watching them. I don't whether I'll follow through my threat to start deleting ones that I'm not enjoying. I don't know. Probably not. I won't kid myself. even if you but, do, yeah. you
2: could just watch the crossovers and you'll get the gist i think
1: but, yeah i'll just uh, I'll just read your reviews <laughs> yeah. bang the gong,
0: uh, <laughs> gong band. Yeah. yeah
2: uh decent so thank you for joining. We had a bit of a discussion the sixty second recaps were fun. <laughs> at least two of them were under 60 seconds at one of them two. was one and a half times longer than
1: there was know, a, a lot a of content time. in the episode though, That was a that lot was. I, had to, I had to cover, it. it was either that or it was going to be a 60 second list of the dead
2: yes, that would have worked well, Samantha over <laughs> <laughs> yeah so on Arrow, everyone survives except Samantha that's it, episode done yeah but we're fine so thank you for joining You may return to your regularly scheduled whatever it is. Oh, thank you.
1: I I will do whatever it is.
2: Yes, me too. And until next time. Until our next communion, as HR would say. (laughs) R.I.P.H.R. That was our belated discussion of the first episodes of the returning DC TV shows. Thanks to YouTuber NSTENS 1117 for the supplied music. If you like what you heard here, then please do subscribe on iTunes, YouTube, or
0: any major podcasting app. And we hope you'll join us on the next Kneel Before Pod. That was our belated discussion of
2: the first episodes of the returning DC TV shows. Thanks to YouTuber nstens1117 for the supplied music. If you like what you heard here, then please do subscribe on iTunes, YouTube or any major podcasting app. And we hope you'll join us on the next Neil Before Pod.